in order to get to this movie, we have to go back in time just a little bit. Back we to have 1985? To... <laughs> a little before that. We have to look at 1978 before we look at 1980. Because 1978 is the reason why a movie like this can theoretically exist. 1978, big year for movies, too. you got to think Hollywood was in a great place yes. in 1978. If you look at the top ten grossing movies of 1978, you have Superman, ah, Grease, dude. Animal House, dude. Every Which Way But Loose, uh -huh. Heaven Can Wait, Hooper, Jaws 2, Up in Smoke, Revenge of the Pink Panther, and number ten on the list is The Deer Hunter. Ah. Michael Cimino's hit... I, I kind of came out of nowhere in a yeah, sense. Yeah. Nobody really knew much about Deer Hunter going into it. Huge success came out at around Oscar season on purpose. Uh, yes. They wanted to get it uh, <laughs> recognized for consideration for the Academy Awards. <laughs> so that it was out during its consideration period yeah. and it made worked. a killing. It, it worked. worked. They were nominated. They won. Uh, All the major ones, right? Yeah, won the Academy Award and made for Best Picture and a few of the other. I think Best Editing, Best Director, Best uh, uh, Cinematography, I think, maybe? Uh, that sounds right. Uh, did that put De Niro on the map? Because uh, I watched Godfather 2 and I was like, when did De Niro actually become De Niro? And he kind of like, I mean, he did stuff before. Oh, yeah. And then he did Godfather 2 and then just like Taxi Driver, this, uh, yeah. Jazz Singer, just yeah, all, all that stuff. around the same time. Yeah, out, like, this was one of the big ones. And this was a yeah. big, this is a big thing for him. Uh, yeah. You know, he was, this is the, you know, the sort of, I was going to say peak of his career, but it's not really fair. I mean, the, it's the, the, first peak. it's the, yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's the rocket trajectory. This is like, yeah. boom, De Niro. His, his is, introduction peak. Yeah. Like, peak one of this chart. He's, he's going to kick in the door wide open. There's hills and valleys. He's going to dip for a little bit, but yeah. he'll come back as, as powerful as ever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, so. Of course we have a movie this successful yes. that makes a lot of money and make, wins all the awards. It becomes a blank check coming yeah. up, especially during this Hollywood system. Yes. So Michael Cimino's next film. Because previously yeah. studios had trusted guys that were trustworthy. Yes. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's like you weren't going to encumber a director's art, especially with a track record like, you know, this one movie that was a weird success. And it's like, well, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So blank check. Make your next movie. We need another studio hit. Another and Academy Award. Another winner. Academy Award, baby. If you remember, uh, the Academy Awards are just like summer blockbusters yeah. where they want the awards because they get so much money from yeah. it, the big boost of the box office. Big boost of the box office. So these engineered blockbusters that everybody hates, they do the same thing at the Oscars. Yeah. So <laughs> Oscar bait. So yeah, so blank check for Michael Cimino. Yeah. And that's where you get – we fast forward to the <laughs> eventual 1980 release of today's movie and abs one of – Genuinely, one of the most important films in Hollywood history. Important is not a positive. Thing. And not yes, it's like how sometimes gimmick can be both good and bad. Importance can also be, you know, Abraham Lincoln was important, and Hitler was important. It's the same thing. Jaws is an important movie. The Deer Hunter, an important movie. Bundy, important guy. Important guy. Um, Today's 1980 Western, Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate, one of the most notorious <laughs> films of all time. Folks, let me tell you, this is a three. This is over three and a half hours, and it feels like it's seven. Uh, 
this is definitely going to be less about a movie's <laughs> plot because even the movie seems the plot is secondary to. I think you've already said the whole plot. <laughs> <laughs> a west a, a western and that's the <laughs> yep michael michael chimino's uh chimino chimino yeah it's not a name you hear very often because he didn't do a whole lot no yeah uh he did two very significant films <laughs> for opposite reasons for opposite reasons <laughs> and uh, some would argue that the original film was like as good as we thought. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I guess, you know, he also did Year of the Dragon, which, uh, which is good. Which is actually a good movie. It's, so it's like it's, his it's one. It's unknown, but it's yeah. good. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't do very well, but it was a good movie. Yeah, and that was after this. Yes. So, yeah, Heaven's Gate came out. So, this was my very first time. Kind of got yeah. on my radar like 10 years ago or so. And I can honestly say, after watching it, after all these years, it was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, there's been some shitty movies out there, but this, compared to the talent yeah, involved... It's, it, the, the discrepancy between, like, there has never been a movie that's as good as this yes. that's as bad yes. as this. And it feels like he's trying to make a bad movie. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's confusing at times because, like, every yeah. if you take the bits out of most of this movie mm-hmm. beautifully shot yeah and the story's good the story is good it's, it's a good story it's a great acting with filled with a lot of not even there's really no a-list actor in here at the time like mm. walken is oh, that's like true, yeah. it's it's probably it's, and, it's for 1980 and chris Carson was a musician chris, yeah chris Carson was, was and, and he's still not i mean like you want to consider yeah, no. him a huge actor like yeah but what was his biggest movie before this convoy, convoy? Yeah. This? yeah i think convoy was in the 70s but also not good yeah i mean <laughs> but it's at least more watchable than yes, this movie. Yes, definitely more watchable. Because it's like, you know... It's it's a, wa- it is watchable. Yeah. <laughs> this is not watchable. Yeah, no, the only no, reason no. I finished this, because... I, I made watch you? A mo- yeah, you made me, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make you mad. And um, I can say I uh, didn't pay a lot of attention. I was on my phone a lot, which I never do when I watch a movie. I went to the bathroom, didn't pause the movie, and I can tell you I didn't miss a thing. <laughs> and I played the guitar pretty much the whole movie. After about... Mm, I think I paused it. When I had had enough and I was 40 minutes into it, and I was like, oh my god, I have three more hours of this. And so, like I said, I shut movies off if I'm not into them. And that's usually like 10 minutes, maybe a half an hour, maybe more, maybe less. And I finished this fucking movie, which is a hell of a movie to finish, because that was a good chunk of my day. So, so going into this, probably his two biggest movies were Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, where he played Billy the Kid. Which is a good movie. Yeah, from 1973, and, uh, well, Alice doesn't live here anymore as a movie. Uh, a Star is Born, the 76 A Star is Born. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that one, that's big, and Convoy. With, with Babs. Yeah, and Convoy. And, and but honestly, since then, like, not a whole lot of, like, Big Top Pee-wee. Oh, yeah, I actually found out that A Star is Born is actually a really big deal, because that was the first movie to go in stereo. Yeah. And Barbara Streisand was, made that happen, like, she had to put up her own money for it. The studio didn't make her pay it, but she was willing to, and I was like, I didn't know Babs was that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, <laughs> this movie, the plot is quote-unquote about the... Jackson County? Johnson County Johnson War. County. Uh, I didn't know about it till this movie. And- yeah, it, 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 it's basically land barons versus European immigrants in Wyoming. Mm, yeah. And it led to some some real shit going down. Yeah. And that's basically the plot of this movie. The plot we're not gonna really talk about the plot because it is three and a half hours and the plot itself sort of 
that's part of the story it sort of makes up would you say half an hour yeah of content yeah. of the movie yeah uh you you basically have chris christopherson the movie starts off with chris christopherson graduating from college, college. and Chris Christopherson looks his age. It yeah. does not look like he's in college, and especially John Hurt. Yeah. He does not look young. And I thought he was supposed to be gay in this movie. But I don't think he was. I guess he was just drunk. But. So, let, let, I guess, we'll, okay, we'll, we'll go through the... Well, there's uh, a dance number that goes on for... Yeah. There's a I dance... want to say ten minutes, but it's probably like six well, or the, seven. The, the college graduation oh, sequence God. to this goes on for, what, 20, 25 minutes? Yeah, I would have shut it off then. Um, <laughs> and, and it has... It's a lot. Yeah. Of and nothing. It, it, it's... And it doesn't contrast with anything. Yeah, it doesn't, and it doesn't mean anything going forward, no. other than the fact where it explains why he knows a guy. And he's not in the movie, and really. It, and it, <laughs> yeah, and it explains because the, the woman at the very end of this movie is the woman at the beginning of this during this college thing, which maybe was supposed to mean something, and I think only the director. Knows yeah, because uh, he's on the boat at the end, and yeah. it's like twenty years later, and and there's no talking, so we have no. You just have to assume like. Well, after all that went out, he went away and lived on a boat <laughs> For some with, his, with his college sweetheart. He gave up on life. I yeah, I don't know. He's so, he, looks, he looks so defeated in the boat. Uh, but, yeah. but uh, Like, all the scenes are too long. Yes. Every shot is too long. Yeah. Like, they'll talk, and then they'll take a break, and they'll walk around, look at shit yeah. in the room, and then they'll talk again, then they'll go around, and they'll look around, and then they'll talk, and yeah. they're just like, oh. God. Let's let's get let, okay. Let's just go through the cast list real quick. Stars. The, the, the only cool scene, the only one where I was like, okay, here we go, was when the guy has all the guts and you see the sheet hanging and you see the shadow coming. Up, yeah. And you're like, whoa! And it's a cowboy shadow with the yeah. hat. And then he shoots and there's a hole in it and you see Christopher Walken's face. That's his intro and you're like, sweet. Yeah. That's the only cool. That's the, yeah. That's I mean, this great great looking shot. Here's a, yeah. That, here's the thing uh, about this movie. Um, it's a terrible movie, but every like what we were saying earlier, every sort of like. If you take certain parts out, cinematography is yes. beautiful. You can in this edit movie. this to be a good movie. It's so gorgeous. Every shot is shot absolutely perfectly. Yeah. Uh, all of the performances are top notch. Yeah. Um, even like the European immigrants, are, like there's no there's at no point where you really feel like they're not European immigrants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they feel natural. They don't yeah. feel like they're trying too hard yeah, at any given right. time. I, I'm assuming most of them probably are. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, the the women that they sort of fall in love with kind of get a little hokey at times. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, when they're speaking English with their brother, because that's what the thing about with those European immigrants is most of them are they don't even subtitle them. Uh, They'll start talking and you have no idea what they're saying at any time. I can understand it when at the beginning when he's in the train station talking yeah. to the dude from the thing who watches after the dogs. Yeah. Whatever the fuck his name yeah. is. I couldn't understand anything. Because he's, he's in that really thick. Uh, oh, and just the train sound. The train sound. Because, yeah, it, it's, but like, it, it, it's accurate for being in that area. You would, yeah. It would be like that. So, I mean, it's it's in in one sense kind of kind of cool direction, but at the, on the other sense, it makes for a bad movie. And it's a long scene. It's a long scene. And it's the first real for, talking scene. Yeah, and for nothing that really happens either. It's just really him kind of hanging out with him, getting sort of a basic idea of yeah. what's going on in Wyoming. Yeah. And uh, to have him watch over his bag and horse, <laughs> which you sort of expect, like, the bag to get, like, stolen, like it has something important or something. But, nah, it's just, like, just a nice little scene with friends. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, I like the soundtrack in this. 
it's, oh, very yeah, western. Yeah, yeah. it's a very nice westerny sound. I know we were it's in... a little TV. It's a little TV westerny. Yeah, but like a lonesome dovey. But I, I don't know. I like that. Sound. It, it was cool. The the, the opening song. So I should have yeah. known I was in for a visual butt fuck when the credits were like ten minutes. Yeah, just a black screen with one credit at a time. Yeah, just really taking it. And you're like, time. this is three and a half hours, and you're wasting time on the fucking credits. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then this this is the final cut of the movie. There's been, we'll go through with some of that later. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Anyways, the, the cast list: Christopher Christopherson is your star you have christopher walken who's the the, bad the villain of the movie yeah but he, he kind of becomes a good guy yeah. you got john hurt uh you got sam he's waterson different. oh yeah that's right it's funny to see him not on law and order yeah you know the mustache yeah uh brad duriff yeah he's one of the immigrants yeah jeff bridges oh that's right yeah yeah. the only way you really know it's jeff bridges because he can't not sound like jeff bridges <laughs> he looks like jeff bridges yeah but, but, but he, he, most of his shots are like from a distance in this yeah movie. he looks like shit most of yeah. it yeah no, you got joseph over. cotton and isabel hubert which um <laughs> this is uh a united artist film uh kind of one of the last united artist films uh it's they still exist but they're not United yeah. Artists was at one point one of the most powerful yeah. entities in Hollywood. It was a studio, basically. It, it, it was kind of like a union in a way mm. for, uh, hence the name United Artists. It was sort of it was founded by some of the most powerful actors in Hollywood. They were a theater chain first, right? Uh, I don't. Or at some point. At some point. That's what I thought. At some point, but no, because because like what is it? They they were. I gotta look it up again because they were founded in. 1919 mm. by D.W. Griffith, Charlie Chaplin, Mary Pickford, and Douglas Fairbanks. Again, some of them. Yeah. At, at one point, uh, this ties in with um, the main show a little bit. Uh, Disney was very tied to United Artists. Mm. Um, uh, they were uh, – so this movie came out in 1980. They were bought by MGM in 1981. That tells <laughs> you what happened with this. Wasn't this like $10 million, then it went to like – Fifty million or something. Uh, the this, budget. This movie has a forty-four million dollar budget, oh, yeah. and it started off much less like than 10, that. right? Yes. Yeah. I, I, it, the thing I read said that by day five there were four days behind schedule. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of fun stories that we'll get to with some of this. Yeah, I, don't, I, yeah. I read some, but not yeah. nearly as much as you have. I could only. It's really, really, really made me hate the director. Oh, his yeah. fucking ego if, is right there yeah. on screen. And this director's cut is him twenty years later, <laughs> looking back at this movie, and he makes it the biggest piece of douchebag yeah. crap ever. It, it, it's, so this this cut of the movie came out in 2016. Oh, geez, yeah. Uh, so like, and that's this cut. Uh. There were other cuts throughout. Uh, this is the one, and this is the one that's on the Criterion Collection. There's no other version, like, on the disc. It's the, and, and they even put it on Michael Cimino's yeah. Heaven's Gate to let you know, like, this is his preferred version of the movie, which lets you know <laughs> that there was no saving this movie under yeah. Michael Cimino. Um, so, yeah, this movie has four or five different releases mm. throughout its history. And wasn't this one basically the original release? Like the credits No, because like the a little bit. The original release was longer. Oh uh, he cut something out of this movie. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and and like there's a version before this version, but really the only difference is an intermission. There's like a two hundred and nineteen minute version or something, and this is like a two hundred and sixteen minute version. Uh, so it like cuts out an intermission, and that's exactly the same. Um, could have used that intermission. Uh, I couldn't imagine seeing this in theaters. Oh god! Because at least at home, 
I can I pull can my the guitar. I can pull my switch out and play some like Super Mario Brothers or something for a little bit. Play some Animal Crossing while this goes down. But um, I mean, I've seen this twice. This is if you were to buy it in the Criterion Collection, this is one of the fifty dollar movies in the Criterion Collection. Most of the movies, especially that are single movies, about forty bucks uh, yeah. MSRP. They want to get some uh, of their money back. Yeah, this one's fifty. <laughs> Seemingly for no reason other than the fact where when this came out, this was a big deal because it was like Heaven's Gate was sort of a lost movie for the yeah, most part, yeah. but not really. It existed. It was on DVD, but it was the uh, yeah. a, it was the theatrical cut. Well, anybody that watches it sees the potential. So I'm pretty sure Criterion's like, let's get Michael Cimino in here. Let's have him get his real version, yeah. and, and then and, it was an know, even worse version. Yeah, and, and you know Criterion likes to delve into like import movies for better mm-hmm. or worse. Some of the movies, yeah, regardless of yeah, good regardless of they're good or not, they like to get kind of delve into that. And I could argue that yeah, this is one of the most significant movies ever made. So it makes sense to yeah. sort of preserve what this movie is for better or worse. That's worth talking. Oh, nobody's seen this movie. No, that's because it's not on TV. It's not like for, for all for all good reasons. Yeah, I mean, you can see the theatrical cut, which is an hour shorter <laughs> yeah. on Prime. Yeah, I think. Which uh, I neglected to watch that for this version, but yeah. I think it has all the same problems. Just now, sure. Yeah, I, I, they ha, they break it down as like uh, all the missing scenes, and I'll I'll get into that in a little bit. But, yeah. Um. But yeah, this. Yeah. No. Oof. Oof. Boy. Yeah. Anyways, we're, we're talking a little bit plot wise here, but again, we we, we there's not we kind of covered. It. Anyways, you know, it starts off with the college graduation ceremony that goes on for. Too long. The dance, and then you beat uh, each other up to grab a ribbon out of a tree, or something. Yeah, again, this it's a this movie kind of expects you to understand some of the culture back in the day when, like, I don't know any any of this. I I know that's something, but I just don't know what it is. John Hart's speech goes on for a long time. You can't really understand him because he's like drunk. Yeah, and it's like the reverb in the yeah. big hall because there because there's no microphone, so his voice has to echo because that's how halls were built. Mm-hmm. To be reverby like that, so everyone in there can hear it. And so, and so they, except for us. Except for, yeah, except to, except for the part where you're recording this reverb with uh, Hollywood standards, so it's like it sounds like shit. Yeah, and he this speech just made his fucking sense again because he was drunk. Yeah, and he yeah. was just, and it, and it kind of expects you like, it kind of wants you to know who he is already without ever introducing him to you. So it's like, oh, it's this scamp kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know this guy. But everyone else seems to know that he's the funny guy. He's the, yeah, he's the class clown of was it Harvard or Yale or one of those? Like it was like one of the like Ivy League. I think it was Yale. Yeah. Anyways, and then it like fast forwards like how many ten years? years? Ten later, years later, and, and you're he's, like, oh, ten years. Why he's on a train. Yeah, he's on the tr- he's on a train. Put the shoes on. It's it's, it's yeah. It, it, he's in, now he's in Wyoming, and it's funny because it's not like one of those things where it's like we don't know what he went to college for. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so... Was he going to be a lawyer? Sweet, uh, who knows? I, um, so... Unless I just put that in there. Yeah, but so it's like him... You're... The implication... Like, you think he's a sheriff, but you're not sure. Yeah, the implication... <laughs> For a while. Yeah, the implication sort of being that, like, this is just his, like, fallen on hard times, and now he's going to Wyoming... <laughs> Because, you know, because and, and you you're, you meet the train uh, that they're all on and you got yeah. all the immigrants on top of the train just oh, having yeah. bellows of black smoke. 
knowing the production of this movie, several of those people probably like died of some sort of lung, you know, black <laughs> lung or something, like a blown true coal smoke directly onto these extras. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so you're kind of just introduced to the world at this point, and that's kind of all that exists in this movie from here on out, yeah. is the world, because, like, you you quickly learn that all of the sort of land barons are... Again, this is the good part of the plot, because it, especially nowadays, it's still relatively relevant. Oh, totally, uh, yeah. With the uh, land barons who own all the land, are, like, they've had it with these immigrants. Yeah. They're... They're, they're broke they don't do anything they're taking up our land stealing they're just stuff stealing off stuff land. off of our land they're stealing our cattle to kill them so they can eat and all that stuff uh and so they've so they're all they've all kind of gathered together into an evil cabal and sort of basically come up with the death list of oh, yeah. like killing these you know of killing these immigrants yeah, and it's like 105 names 105 names one would assume there are going to be significant names that were with the goal of sort of driving them out of wyoming or this is johnson county or wherever we're at there's a part when he reads the list and i think he reads every name on that list yeah <laughs> I, like it's 105 names and it's just like okay i think he reads all of them yeah. at least that are still alive like it's fucking yeah it's like it's probably like 40 names yeah and, and so <laughs> the contention ends up being like hey, listen this isn't you this, like <laughs> You know, nobody's gonna. So, you know, that's the contention. Nobody's gonna go up against these the most powerful men in the county. Mm. But also, this is incredibly illegal. But who's gonna stop them? They like so, made it legal some way, right? Yeah, the government. It's government sponsored. Yeah. Uh, they've figured out a way to make this government sponsored. So this is like 1890s too. So, mm. you know, not, yeah. Uh, not a. The old West yeah. was kind of fading. Yeah, uh, not a. Is there a single black person in this movie? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know, all the immigrants are like Polish and German. Yeah, they're Eastern. They're Eastern European. Irish and shit. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're Eastern European. <laughs> I just thought um, of um, to break the mood here. I just thought of uh, Anchorman when um, Paul Rudd's talking about a girl. Like, where was she from? He's like, he's like, I don't know, Brazil, China. I don't know, somewhere weird. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah, was. I don't know, yeah. somewhere weird. Yeah, so they're somewhere all, foreign. It's yeah. weird. So, 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 and so basically, like, well, like you said earlier, like the introduction to uh, Christopher Walken is this really cool scene where this immigrant family is, you know, slaughtering their meat yeah. and hanging it up, and and you see like Christopher Walken's character kind of walk up behind the, uh, <laughs> the sheet. sheet and just shoot at him and kill him right then and there, and you know his family's never boring. thought how he shot him through the sheet. I mean, like, visually, yeah. but whatever. It was cool yeah. looking. Yeah, it looked great. <laughs> uh, and, and everything does in this movie. Everything looks great. Yeah. And it's the price of this movie. I think that's the... <laughs> I think you could have called this movie Excess, the movie. Yeah. Because every shot, you see the wagons going by, and you're yeah. like, oh, cool. And then it holds for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. And it's like, I think the director was just so enamored with the visuals that he yeah. wanted to show them off. Well, like an old sci-fi movie where they're like, we built these fucking sets. We're going to show gonna them do, gonna, Yeah, you're going to see it, and you're going to enjoy it as much as I do. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see all $50,000 that we put into this yeah. wall. Yeah, Christopher Christopherson falls in love with an Eastern European woman in this yeah, movie. Yeah, it's, it's like um, uh, Christopherson girl but she's yeah. a hooker but she's, she's christopherson when he's there yeah and but then they kind of want he buys her, her. He buys her a wagon yeah he uh, brings it to her brings and, it to her and, and they go around and have around. sex all over the countryside yeah <laughs> um it's 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 
see he was made in the late 70s released in 1980 so there's uh there's full frontal women's nudity yeah just for no real reason no real reason other than so why you, not you see a lot of bush in the 70s and 80s yeah um <laughs> uh, you see chris christopherson's ass Oh yeah, I thought uh, you were gonna see his junk, but you did. They, 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 got, they got close. They got close. there was there was, was there was moments where it could have gone either way. Um, I was uh, worried. I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and what else? Um, this big old like lesbian whorehouse or something. Yeah, that was weird. I, yeah, like it didn't mean anything either. Other no, than just the, and they didn't swear in the movie until that one scene. Then they just never. Stopped. Yeah, then they were, yeah, then it just like they tapped it. They yeah, they tapped that keg and then yeah went. Um, but they go to a lake and they're they also the naked doing yeah, it. Yeah, like they're naked at the lake or something. Yeah. And talking about all their stuff, going through life. <laughs> uh, it, it, you really are just like watching these people like live a life. It's it's <laughs> it's like 2001 in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it's just a lot of going from scene to scene, looking at the cool scenery. <laughs> except at least 2001 has the sci-fi slant to it, where there's a lot of like. <laughs> at least with yeah. at least with 2001, yeah. you have the illusion of intelligence behind yeah. the movie. It's not there, but at least there is yeah. things happening uh, that are. At least the visuals are so good. Yeah. That, I mean, I don't think 2001 is watchable, but it's definitely an important movie. You know, in the visual sense, and the, like the middle of that movie is watchable. Kind of. It's weird, yeah. I like the ape scene. Yeah. <laughs> that I thought was incredibly watchable. Then after that, you're like. Fuck is going on? They were just pissing on 2001. I was pissing off two or three people. I think. Who uh, actually sits there watches 2001 and enjoys themselves? It's a uh, who's, who's not on drugs? Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. So there's like inevitably you get to the battle at the end of this movie where it's just finally you're just fast forwarding for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's, I can't remember like. Does Anything this happen? They roller skate for they about roller 10 skate, minutes, there's like a t- and then they yeah. dance for a another 10. Minutes, 10. Yeah, it's... Uh, <sighs> Jeff Bridges is drunk. Yeah. Um, there's a billiard scene early on that goes on for about an hour. You see, almost, you almost see a whole game of billiards. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and literally, I mean, I played the guitar while I was watching the movie. Like, I was so... I, yeah. I was just watching it for this. Uh, they go... Uh, I probably could have watched that first 20 minutes and yeah. talked about it. I like, yeah, I like the battle at the end of the movie, but again, it goes on, and there's nothing really. No, it's like most fight scenes have a little yeah. story to them, and this yeah. is just fighting. Yeah, this is just uh, heads have finally come to a blow, and they're shooting at each other. Shooting at each other because, like, yeah, and, and I like the sort of the way they kind of circle the wagons. And, yeah. Um, again, sort of create. Too long. Yeah, sort of create this thing, and, and everyone dies. Yeah. Everyone gets mowed down, and even they, when until, it's done, someone kills themselves. And then, like, yeah, and then like the military ends up. Oh, yeah. showing up at the end it's like it's like too late yeah, yeah like everyone's that. dead and it's like this we're taking the these people you're they, they you know they yeah, yeah. they shouldn't have been killed that was bad for them to kill these people <laughs> and it's just like and that's the end well the and only like, thing i knew was the only picture was christopher walken standing in front of a burning building <laughs> and finally saw that scene which i forgot until i because no guns are fired in this movie until about the three hour mark. Yeah. Christopher, Christopher Walken early on. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah, it's like that's kind of what starts off the yeah. fighting. But, uh, um, and not that a movie needs fighting to be exciting, but <laughs> all the action scenes are just kind of at the last yeah, it, 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 six of them. But that's the thing. Like in a Western movie, and especially one that is inevitably going to boil down to 
mm. violence, you need to have some more violence. Yeah, that. especially when you're just kind of teasing it the whole yeah. time and you know what's going to happen. And you're just kind of dicking us around. You're like, all right, we know where this is fucking going. Yeah. But then Walken, they, I think this is Michael Cimino's um, wanting to improve upon the Godfather, um, yeah. James Conn's death scene, yeah. where he gets shot a million times. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to do that even better. Yeah. Of course it was worse. But uh, Chris Walken gets shot an unrealistic amount of times. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like still standing. Michael Cimino did talk shit about Coppola. He was uh, saying by doing this, I know, it's like a good director versus a terrible piece of shit human being yeah. who can't make a movie to save his life or his career. Yeah. And um, he was talking about how the redux apocalypse now is just Coppola just uh, for nostalgia, just going back in time. And this Heaven's Gate version was him just finishing the movie. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure apocalypse now, any version of the movie is better <laughs> than anything you've ever done or will ever do. Yeah. Well, that's what really made me hate him. Is not only does this movie suck, and he either can't tell a story or he's choosing not to. Well, it's also wild because well, and that he thought that his movie was worth killing four horses. Yeah, and and then it's just like there is an actual cockfight in this movie. Yeah, a real cockfight. A not there's it's not faked. It is two roosters actually having a cockfight. I could almost get on board with chickens, because, you know, but a fucking four horses is like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's not okay to kill chickens for a movie. Yeah. It's okay to kill them to eat them, but not for a movie. <laughs> like, like, and it's a, and it's a co- already an illegal thing, like a cockfight. Yeah, And, yeah, totally, and you're yeah. putting it in this movie, it's just like, <sighs> what are you doing? I know, like we were talking about this, like, I can't believe there weren't rules against animal cruelty in movies yeah. until 1980. <laughs> because of this movie, I guess most people making movies were good enough people that they yeah. wouldn't have tortured animals. Yeah. Which is funny, because you know in the 40s they had to be torturing animals yeah. for the and, movie. And, 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 you know, the westerns. <laughs> yeah, for a, a movie based off of a historical event, like, they did nothing. Like, I remember reading about it, and I was just like, oh, outside of using the names of people... Uh, this is almost, almost, almost in zero resemblance to the actual mm. events. Like the the bare bones yeah. basis of what happened. Like in the, it was just more of. It's almost as if he thought he could do history better, <laughs> which is all just. It's, I mean, I'm not gonna. I, I say almost as if, but it's. I mean, it's. A, he thought he could probably do history more interestingly. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I mean, to its credit, it doesn't say based on a true story. Yeah. You know, like I mean, it is a real event. You could have just done. He used real human beings' names. Yeah. Which. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could have just kind of yeah. said it was you know, Jason County or something. Yeah. Uh, he originally uh, submitted a script for this in 1971. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, like, uh, this is his like passion project. Yeah, to tank the industry of movies. Yeah, but he couldn't. He couldn't get anyone to like, like to star in it. I wonder why. Yeah, so it just <laughs> sort of went to the back burner while he made Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Oh yeah, which is it's, it's one of the it's one of those funny Clint Eastwood movies. Oh yeah, yeah, from like from the seventies. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's not great, but yeah. it's fine. I'm not a big fan of a lot of that sort of weird Clint Eastwood stuff and that, like, <laughs> Any Which Way But Loose or whatever. Oh, yeah, and his trucker movies with his monkey pal. Monkey, yeah, monkey. Um, He's like, I want to make a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it, he was able to... He was... He, he got his wish of making this movie. He convinced United Artists the day before he won the Academy Awards. 
Oh wow! I thought it would be solely yeah. because he won the game. Yeah, no, but but I guess Hunter was. It was already nominated for everything, and it made a buttload of money. Yeah, and it was so bad. you know, and I can't imagine there not being some sort of indication ahead of time that they were gonna win. Like, totally, yeah. Like yeah. yeah, it's like you had to have known going into that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw a review, I think, or something on, I think it was on Reddit, and somebody said, uh, you can almost smell the cocaine on the screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I was trying to look up if he had a drug problem, and I couldn't find anything that was, like, actual proof or human rehab or overdosed on drugs or whatever, but it's quite clear. Yeah. His, the initial budget was $11.6 million. 11, okay, yeah. But, as, but it was a blank check. It really was. Like, that's just your initial budget. They knew it was going to yeah. go over, because no movies... Especially a Western in 1980 mm. that was not going to be a, a $12 million project. Did Deer Hunter have similar problems going over and stuff? I think it or didn't. Did because, oh, okay. I, I, let's see, it's, cause its budget was $15 million. Oh, okay. So, I, I know uh, like Ridley Scott in the early days went over all the time. Like, yeah. Like on Alien he and didn't have, Blade Runner. I mean, he, he, he didn't have a leg to stand on at this point with Chimino. Like, you know... Guys like that, like you know, were you got, you have to talk about the Hollywood system at the time. Yeah. Nobody was saying anything to, you know, you know, this this is the beginning of Spielberg's career. Yeah, who had, you know, and you know, you've already got Lucas and Coppola and Kubrick. Yeah, and guys like that and, and Scorsese. Yeah, uh, guys like that. Nobody's gonna say shit to them because they're they're a known entity. They've got a track record. Yeah, they don't do. Shit. Yeah. And, and every movie that they do, it's like, yeah, it you know cost us, you know, thirty five million dollars. Yeah. However, we the it's bringing in yeah you know, three times that. Even uh, Apocalypse Now, which yeah. went way over, Coppola paid for that movie. Yeah. And that hadn't come out yet, but I guess um the, the critics because the Heaven's Gate was the next over budget uh, notorious movie and yeah. they were calling it Apocalypse then. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Apocalypse next. Apocalypse yeah. next. Yeah. Although I read these facts on IMDb and um, I found those facts not to be t- totally reliable, so I'm not really yeah. sure. So I'm going to say stuff and I'm not sure if it's true or not. Yeah. Well, it's the internet. Who knows what's actually real? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot. Though. IMDb is the worst offender. Yeah. People just write it, right? Because it's, it, it, when you go to like the trivia and stuff, there's a lot of just like rumors. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to like, Facts. Well, there's one on the Matrix, because no, you I... don't have to, because because you don't have to cite anything. At least uh, when you have something in like Wikipedia, yeah, yeah. there's citations. Yeah. It's like, is that true? And you click on it, it, takes you an article, and you can read about it. Or it shows you what book that it's in, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. At least that's something. Like with IMDb, it's just like, well, I mean, yeah, it's. <laughs> well, somebody uh, maybe did he did one. put the gerbil there. I don't know, but <laughs> there was something for one of the Matrix movies, and I just watched it, and I was like, that's that's like kind of the story. It's like. A pinch of the story, but it's not really what happened. <laughs> Didn't actually say that. Or yeah. like when you get articles where I saw one that was for um, New Mummy, and it was like, oh, Jake Johnson didn't want to do the movie. So it sounds like he didn't want to do the movie. And then it's like, you read the article, and it's like, oh, he didn't want to have to do all those stunts. And Tom Cruise talked him into it, and he said he had a really good time, and he was glad that he did it. <laughs> but those headlines will mislead you into thinking things. That was, um. So. You know, the movie starts its production in 1971, oh, yeah. which is – this is a year before it's supposed to come out at this yeah. point. A little more than a year. It came out in November of 80. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it starts its filming in 1979. And the Pacific Northwest starts uh, 
Montana and Idaho is where oh, a lot of yeah, the yeah, movie right. was filmed. And again, the story goes that I think we mentioned it earlier that on the sixth day of filming, there were five days behind. Yeah. And that's just the, there's plenty of stories and some fun stories. Um, he had a set torn down entirely and rebuilt because it didn't look right to him. He had an entire tree cut down yeah. and moved. They like put it back together like a puzzle. Um, the notorious one was him holding up production uh, for a cloud to get into scene because he really liked it and wanted it to be filmed in the scene. So you have to sit there and wait for it to slowly come <laughs> across the sky so they could get it framed where he wanted it to be framed. And nobody – he certainly doesn't uh, deny any of this stuff for yeah. the most part. He calls a lot of people liars but doesn't offer anything. Oh, yeah. So they're exaggerating. They're exaggerating. But, I mean, based off what we know for this movie and seeing its its final budget – let's see. It was $11.6 million, we said? It's a 40. I think 44. Well, and there's so many 44 million. Yeah. Uh, did you get the Todd Noonan, those things? Yeah. Noonan, his story? Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to get to that one? Well, well you go for it. Okay. For I don't it. really know. I, I just kind of read it briefly, but yeah. that uh, he was mad at him for, I don't know, something Chimino was, and he held yeah. a loaded gun to his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I trust uh, I trust uh, Dollar Hyde from Manhunter over Chimino any day. Yeah. And, yeah. of course, the um, Jack the Ripper from Last Action Hero. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he's in heat anyone from heat gets a pass <laughs> um, I, I like the part where he had an irrigation system built underneath the final battle scene because he needed it to stay green oh the grass yeah Yeah, because, red from the because of red from the blood Right. No, it wasn't really. Like this, I mean, like they, like they were definitely gore. Yeah, they yeah. were, they were covered in blood, but like it wasn't like spilling onto the grass and creating this striking scene. But I read one that said that the like the property they were shooting was charging yeah. a shitload for rent. Yeah, and they like were wondering why, and they looked at it, and the name on the lease was Michael Chimino. Yeah, so he was making them pay him to shoot on his land. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but yeah. that was something I read. Yeah. So, yeah, this, this movie, $200,000 a day. And somebody said, somebody was like, how did this movie cost $44 million? And he said, he was one of the production guys, and he said, well, when you're paying half the cast and crew's cocaine, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. why. So, yeah. Michael Cimino denies it, but... uh. <sighs> either psychotic or he was on some serious drug. I think both to make this movie. Yeah. Especially to make the director's cut 30 years later and this is what you want yeah. to do. There's no way anybody could watch this movie without ripping their fucking eyeballs out like I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, and this is one of those things. Yeah, he was, he got the nickname the Ayatollah yeah. on this movie because he's not, he was obsessive and overbearing and, and complete and total control. And, and needed that control. I don't and, get the directors that strive for reality when you're making a fucking movie. Yeah. And you're not doing everything real. It's like you're killing people. You're not literally killing people. I'm sure he would have if, uh, if he had the chance to. <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter how real it is. It matters how real it looks. Like in Jackie Brown, Tarantino wanted yeah, – I don't have much money. You actually wanted that amount of money there. And you're <laughs> like, they have fake movie money that looks exactly the same. What the fuck difference does it make? <laughs> You fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. But 
I uh, I do like that they were they were gonna fire him at one point. Uh, why didn't they? Because uh, again, it was being so, so far behind. It was going so far over budget. United Artists was like, we, we should we should fire him. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it, it, it's from what I've heard, uh, John Hurt like made the entirety of the elephant man yeah he was standing around waiting so he went and shot a movie and came back. yeah the elephant man like a not in- insignificant movie yeah. like uh, like yeah f- yeah from what i've heard that's entirely true yeah it's not like an exaggeration like yeah. he went off and did that so. because it was so over the yeah day, just, he, yeah. Could, he could leave and yeah, they came out the same year as heaven's gate uh, mm. i'm sure i think he went best actor for that or something i don't know uh yeah you know, and it's David Lynch. He's a he's a master of the scraps. Oh yeah, Lynch knows what he's doing. He's yeah. not a fucking idiot like Chimino is. He's not a terrible human being. So, let's see. Uh, principal photography started April sixteenth, nineteen seventy nine. It finished shooting March of nineteen eighty. Oh god. So almost a year. Almost a year. <laughs> Uh, uh, I guess you could say that once a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost a year within a fucking month. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. almost like within a few months, within weeks. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, well, it's so funny. You get all these great directors like Spielberg and Lucas and Scorsese and Coppola and Brian De Palma, and they do good with this power. And then this one guy comes and fucks it all up, and yeah. you put an end to all that. I mean, all those guys that I just said still basically had the power. And, yeah. and, you know, I mean, they never really had free range, but they had but nobody was pretty loose. <laughs> yeah, nobody was really saying much to them. Yeah, I mean, once you get a big hit no, in Hollywood, you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. It's like, you know, and that doesn't really exist in the same way anymore. No, but uh, but there are there are directors that were already well established before. Like, the, if directors that were big before this movie in particular. Yeah, yeah, they were good. Still, they're still pretty good. But there's no, there's, like, with the exception of, like, I mean, like, Tarantino, Nolan, and the Wachowskis are kind of... <laughs> yeah, but even Tarantino... Tar- but like, He's Tarantino, independent. He independent, but, like, you know, his early stuff was, like, distributed to, like, you know, a lot of Miramax stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, yeah. and they weren't handing out big budgets. Yeah. And, 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 and Quentin Tarantino is is good enough at what he does to be able to sort of restrain his budget as yeah, relatively well. And, and he's always successful. Yeah. They always make their money back. Yeah. Um, so... Like, but and but his movies never really cost a shit ton to get with, so it helps. Where it's like he can he gets a little more wiggle room when he needs it because he tends to not go crazy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, just on the cast, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> he's most like a lot of his budget goes to cast and like because you know he do, he never does yeah. effects driven movies. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know. it's not a whole lot of unforeseen obstacles. Yeah, <laughs> he can stay on schedule as far as I know. Yeah, I think I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is probably one of his more like. Because you have to cre- recreate entire yeah, like, yeah. It's like you know when you're doing the Hateful Eight, where it's like you don't really have to create a Wild West town because you're taking you maybe take, yeah. it's mostly costuming because yeah. it's taking place kind of in one cabin. Yeah, Django is probably a little more difficult because yeah. it really is. There's a lot more sets mm. to it, but also a lot of those things already exist. Yeah, a lot of a lot of those Western things exist. You're like you're not really building a whole lot of stuff Western sets anymore. Yeah, and, and you know you know once upon a time in L.A. LA still exists, yeah. and it still has the relative same footprint, but you have to shut down sections of it if you want to film there, and yeah. do, because you also have to redo it to make it look like it's period of you know when you're in the 70s, yeah, um, which you know is talking about the 60s, 60s, yeah. <laughs> 69. It was already in yeah, the 70s. 60s. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, I would say no one really. I mean, because the Wachowskis kind of, but they don't really do stuff. Yeah. You know? And, um, and the recent stuff they've come out with since the Matrix didn't really do too well. Yeah. And uh, but no one, everything he makes is a fucking hit. It's yeah. Big budget. It's good. It's huge. Well, that's why you get him like with the release of Tenet, where like you know most Hollywood studio systems are just want to get the movies out at this point. Oh yeah. They're they're, they're getting a little more a little more anxious about like sitting on some of these movies, especially movies that they know probably aren't going to be <laughs> like these massive things like yeah. even some things that are going to be relatively big and they're probably going to be bigger digital because people want to see new movies and there's sort of there's sort of some intrigue in seeing like oh this never even came to theaters even uh, though that's yeah. even though that's happened since the dawn of time like movies <laughs> it's just it's usually the bad movies it's just now that it's carnosaur yeah carnosaur. i don't know why yeah. i thought of that movie <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much anything Steven Seagal's been in since Under Siege. Um, I, I saw a movie. It was on Amazon. It was came out 2020. It's I don't know if it's medieval per se, but they're swords starring Mickey Rourke, and oh, I think it had like an IMDb like a three score, which nice. is, as we know is abysmal. Yes, and pretty rare for. And it's Mickey Rourke, and who's in this whenever, movie? Whenever whenever you in this movie? he's in this movie, very little, but yes. he's in it. Yeah, which is um, um, hilarious. I'm like, oh, I gotta watch that. You know, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. fun, well, terrible. It's, it's it's the it's so weird. It's, I don't know what Mickey Rourke's career is at this point. I, I love his feud with De Niro, where he like blames De Niro for not having a career because yeah. for some reason Mickey Rourke thought he was gonna be in The Irishman, but De Niro kiboshed it. Yeah. Like, Alright, you look at all the fucking guys in this movie, and even Ray Romano's better than you yeah. are. Like, I don't even know. I mean, Ray Romano's a good actor, but he's not known for his serious stuff, but he, he does good. But everybody in that movie is way better than Mickey Rourke, and Mickey Rourke was never really that big outside the 80s. Like, yeah. since then, he was his revival that only yeah. lasted for a couple more movies. And yeah. Unless he's playing a haggard monster, he's not really yeah, in cause, you know, Yeah, because, like, yeah, you have him playing bootleg Hulk Hogan in The Wrestler, which is a fantastic movie. Oh, yeah. And he was uh, Whiplash in Iron Man 2. <laughs> More Iron Man? Yeah. <laughs> like, Iron Man 1 was a big hit. Well, how can you top one Iron Man? Now we've got multiple Iron Men. <laughs> Let's do it again. Yeah. More Iron Man. Well, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. So I guess when they're doing Devil's Heart or whatever movie him and De Niro did, mm-hmm. um, De Niro didn't want to talk to him because he's like, our characters don't know each other, so let's just you know save it for the screen. And Mickey Rourke got really mad at him. And that's where the feud started yeah. and uh, continues to this day. It's only one-sided. De Niro doesn't seem to give a shit. Yeah. Mickey Rourke just blames him for all of yeah. his problems. Mickey Rourke seems not necessarily a bad guy, just a just stupid. St- yeah, just yeah, just a dullard. I think he's just a drunk or whatever. Yeah, like he's he's he he like destroyed his brain so many years ago with between drugs, alcohol, and boxing. Yeah. That it's just like, oh, he's just, he's lost cause. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, the best thing you can put him in is the Expendables. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the highlight. He's in all those, right? Yeah. No, he, isn't he in the first one? Kill. Yeah, he's in the first one. Oh, he he's the tattoo guy or whatever. Yeah, he dies. Uh, I, I went and saw the the second or third one of those in the theater, what? and I went to laugh at it. Okay. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know if I because I saw the first one in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Because it seemed like. It's going to be terrible, but it's going to be like that right kind of terrible where it's going to be like funny. funny. It wasn't. It was just like. The the first one's pretty funny. It's not really. It's it's not Scorpion King funny. It's not like. It's because it's not like. 
They're they're it's, so serious. Yeah, it's not. They're so yeah, serious it's about so it. serious. It's not like they're trying. It's not like anyone's having fun making the movie. <laughs> no, they're, and they think nothing, they're making the and, greatest thing. In the and world. like the movie doesn't get that kind of stupid action until the very very end. That's true. Yeah. Like I, you kind of when when you have something like this, you're you're kind of hoping for over the top action. Oh uh, yeah. And it never really gets that way until the very end, where it's <laughs> yeah. like he shoots a bomb and all that bullshit. Yeah. But his, like his ace in the hole is his old six shooter. Yeah. It's like yeah, for the most part, like nobody really seems to be having fun until the later movies yes, yeah, yeah. where I, I mean it's funny i get what you're saying yeah, yeah but so we've been guessing i think it was the second one i don't know and we were gonna laugh at it and the dudes in there were like biker dudes and they were fucking in love with everyone on screen and i was like i'm not gonna laugh because i'm gonna get my ass kicked yeah, <laughs> like, these both, guys yeah. were there to see their heroes yeah you almost got my ass kicked once at the movies <laughs> you're gonna try to do it again yeah I, me and you used to have that joke where they need to do these uh, expendables but they need to make go supernatural oh, the expendables yeah. go to hell and yeah. they have to go like rescue mickey works and now they're like <laughs> fighting like these evil people yeah. from the history Mussolini and Hitler and Genghis Khan everybody because that's always Ted Bunny with a machine gun he, yeah, he never did anything like that yeah but but <laughs> in, in an action movie why like, not I'm gonna eat you <laughs> 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 like, uh, actually I'm not eating anybody he might have done no, I don't he might have done a little bit of eating but I'm not sure uh, Ed Gein would be yeah Dahmer Dahmer was the big eater yeah he was the carnivore killer yeah uh but that like yeah, nobody has fun with like it's with uh, what was um oh there was another one that we were you know, that I thought was like oh they were like because they always did taste that with Rambo because oh, it was yeah. gonna be the one Rambo where he was gonna like hunt Bigfoot that was like Rambo <laughs> like Rambo like before Rambo came out like that was like the rumor it was like the fourth Rambo was gonna be him like he's like hunting bigfoot which would have been yeah, great yeah so good such a sly now or just like yeah and that was and that was because rambo 4 was when like he was busted for because oh, like because yeah it's like rambo 4 and rocky 6 were like where he was like him doing his weird like he was busted for steroids it's like yeah we know <laughs> yeah look at that bicep yeah your vein is like a whole separate human yeah yeah oh yeah yeah the sentinels go to hell the and then they actually made that right the comic book. Yeah. Yeah, just recently there was a Kickstarter for a comic Which book. Which I where said they... that years ago. Yeah. I guess somebody else had the same. It was the next logical step. I yeah. Mean, if Jason went to hell, yeah. <laughs> why could it be Jason goes to, Jason, uh, Jason goes to hell, and then after that, Jason goes to space. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's Spendles in space. Spendles in space. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like we're on the trajectory where, the, like, if this fa next Fast and the Furious, if 9 doesn't go into space, the 10th one will. <laughs> There's going to be a rocket car. Because they showed the rocket car in number nine, and then trailer for number oh, nine. Yeah. So you're 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 uh, you're you're a movie away from them strapping a <laughs> like a Honda to a yeah. fucking uh, rocket ship, and they're going to yeah Tyrese just <laughs> losing his mind in space. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Expendables Close Encounters of the Dead Gun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing I'm picturing them doing like inspect Expendables in space, but having it be like. Uh, uh, a weird like we just remade Moonraker, but with the expense uh, <laughs> like yeah, with an ensemble yeah. cast yeah, as opposed yeah. to just doing. Oh yeah, I'd be like where they advertise that as the space bond, but they just go out in space for a little bit. Yeah, just for a little bit. There's yeah. there's a laser fight. That's that's yeah. space enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jaws is there. That's good. Yeah, yeah. He comes back. Yeah, the return of Jaws. Yeah. Uh, the the original cut of this movie, the work print. Back to, back to Hell's Gate. Yeah, back to Hell's Gate. Hell's Gate is what it should be called. Yeah, the, the work print 
325 minutes. That's the one that he showed to the people after he was done. It was rumored that he lo- changed the locks so like none yeah. of the studio execs could come in, With which is hilarious. Guard outside. Yeah, which I, I don't. Be- I don't believe there was an armed guard. Period. Mm-hmm. I think he probably would have changed the locks. Oh yeah, I, I know that. Um, Phil Spector did that for the album that he did with Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Uh, armed guard outside, so no one could edit it. I do e- like even, even Cohen. Yeah, I do like the scene. I do like that he said like it's probably fifteen minutes longer than the final version, and the studio's like, no, it's no, it's fucking not. <laughs> it's not. So f- take take fifteen minutes away from that, and you still got a three hundred ten minute movie. You can eat shit, Chimino. No, I'm not watching. I didn't want to watch this cut, this 190-minute cut of this movie. Now, now, another <laughs> long movie that I'll talk about is What's My Town America, which is four hours and ten minutes or something. Yeah, it's a little over four hours. That's like four movies, though, in there. There's a lot of plot going on in that movie. This movie, it's like enough plot for half of the movie. Maybe a 90-minute movie. <laughs> It's just amazing that it is as long as it is. I mean, I love long movies, yeah. but this is, it just feels long. Like, yeah. I said, I paused after 40 minutes and I was like, oh my God, it's only been 40 fucking minutes. Like, <laughs> when, you, when you pause this movie at any given time and you see how little of the bar has moved across the bottom of the screen, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Because it, cause if, at least if something was happening, you could at least feel like, okay, yeah, this 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 is probably a little too long, but I've got you know, there's there, it's a dense story with no, no, not this one. Like Godfather this Two is, is a pretty, and there's a lot going on, but also kind of not. It's yeah. kind of slow, but you know, there's a flow to it yeah. and everything, and you don't feel like there's much in there that could have gotten cut out. <laughs> you feel the time, but it's also good. Yeah, <laughs> it's also necessary. So, so yeah, the movie comes out November 1980. Uh, and in and its uh two hundred and nineteen minute cut, uh, so three hours thirty nine minutes is what this came out at. Jesus. Uh, obviously, uh, critically, did shit. Yeah. Box show. office did shit. Yeah. And so they pulled it, and they re-released mm-hmm. it in April of eighty one. So five uh, months or so later, with a with their cut, yeah, uh, of the movie, which and I'm so sure, which I'm sure is better. Yeah, it's funny going back. I don't know if you went back and read any of the contemporary reviews. I, um, didn't, I didn't want to give this movie any more of my time. Even this, I, I did thump through the little booklet in there. I yeah. just wanted to see Chimino explain himself. Yeah, like what the fuck do you have to say for this? It's a good interview with Chimino from the time. Oh yeah, because, I did see that. Yeah, because it, it, it's. He's still high on the hog. He's still high on the hog, and he doesn't know that this movie is about to be. He's like, high on White Mountain. Yeah, <laughs> on the uh, White Peaks. So at the time, the movie was very openly being criticized in the public before it ever came out. I guess there was a reporter yes. who was there, and then he was an extra. Yes. So he was there reporting all the shit. Yeah. So at, so it was became not just. Hollywood insider knowledge. It was all knowledge to the masses. Which As, a lot of shit goes on, like when a Korea hacked, you know, Sony's thing, and you hear yeah. about all this movie stuff, and yeah. you're like, we had no idea. Yeah, I mean, why should we? Yeah. But there's so much stuff that goes there on. We have been, no idea yeah, about reshoots and shit like that. Yeah, all that stuff. Because yeah, because a lot of that stuff's nothing. A lot of it's like you know, reshoots. Well, I mean, we're not in the business. We shouldn't know this. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like there was no way at the, at the time, like when the whole 
uh, Spider-Man Marvel news was its thing. Like, oh, but, yeah. but back when it wasn't a thing, and it was like there was yeah. talks going on, and it made people excited because like it wasn't didn't seem like that was a potential. Like yeah. studios working together wasn't like that. That that ship had come and gone years ago. Yeah. Um. So it's nice to see that back, or like that weird Men in Black crossover that there were twenty one Jump Street. Well, and like um, and this is obviously before the internet, so there wasn't like a leaked. Yeah, I'm doing air quotes here. If you can't hear that, my yeah. italicized voice yeah. leaked information like where that Deadpool footage leaked. Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, people want to see this." Yeah, like, no... there was no like at, at insider best... information that was at, just kind of coming I mean, out. At, like at the best you could do, because you know the internet, th- there was early versions of that shit going on with mm. stuff like in the '80s. Uh, because there were you know, message boards and stuff. You know, there were magazines and stuff. Yeah. So if you wanted to leak something, you could easily leak something to like these enthusiast magazines. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the sci-fi stuff was that way. Uh, oh yeah. Fangoria yeah. and things like that, and Starlog. Starlog, yeah. Um, there's a lot of that stuff, but. But yeah, I'm just saying it wasn't like something it wasn't now, now where where, get, where it can... has the where it has the um, travel. Yeah, has, and we know about yeah. so much stuff that yeah. happens in movies that we never did, like, yeah. and before special features, like, yeah. people didn't know what, you know, 235 meant. Yeah. <laughs> Your average person. Yeah. So, you know, so, so the sort of production of this movie became common knowledge because it was making its way into, like, resources people read. People read variety. Oh, people yeah. read entertainment. People were reading, like, the entertainment sections of their newspapers and things like that. And it was making its way into that stuff. Yeah. And so people knew. People knew what was going on in this movie. And, and you know, it already had its hype behind it because it is this follow-up to Deer Hunter. Yeah. So people were interested because that was a big movie, this big Academy Award thing. And this is the director's next thing. And you're getting all this information about how horrible this guy is. All the <laughs> terrible things happening on the set. Uh, how far behind it is, how much money it's costing, all of this stuff was becoming common knowledge. And so when the reviews come out, <laughs> that's kind of what all the reviews are about. Uh, the movie is just takes back seat to all of that. I mean, mm. great. Like, so we know why now they have nothing to talk about. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> there, there are people that contemporarily people have sort of, there are people that like this movie now contemporary. It's, it's, it seems like what I've read, there's yeah. either people like me who yeah. hate it yeah, because it's, god awful yeah and there's people that like it based off the good stuff and go it has problems for sure yeah but the good stuff's good enough but like but like even like at the end of the day like a lot of these reviews like never touch down on what the movie was because like uh, there is good parts of this movie there genuinely are yeah um like i said this is the best worst movie i I, like i hate this movie oh yeah i've seen it twice now (laughs) which is that's i mean think about how many how much of my seven life. Seven hours. Yeah, that's like a little more. Yeah, that's a work day of my life. Pausing to go to the bathroom and yeah. you know just to take a breather. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's significant. And on top of like, yeah, there was an interesting documentary that was put out. That was um oh who did the United Arts guy right? Oh, uh, he put out a book. Oh, oh, Willem Dafoe narrates it. Willem Dafoe narrates the documentary. Because apparently he was, he was originally... In, and he had a big role, but he, but he laughed at something that, that yeah. an extra said, and Chimino fired, fired him. him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and then this movie is notorious, like, oh, I, I gotta bring up the actual... Who, who would fire Willem Dafoe? Yeah, Look at that face. <laughs> yeah, so no, c- critically, absolutely decimated. Yeah. yeah. For, it opened in, in, in the, the, re, the, the uh, April 24th, 24th, 1981, they opened in 810 theaters in a director's cut, which is not the director's cut. It's the uh, studio cut for two hours and 29 minutes, 149-minute cut. Uh, but um, Chimino did 
cut it to that. Yeah, yeah. So they get to call it a director's cut because the director cut it that way. It. But it is not. Like, well, same thing happened with The Shining where it yeah. came out and it didn't do good. Yeah. And then uh, he cut out, I don't know, like 20 minutes or something. And then they put it back out there. Yeah. Uh, opening weekend made $1.3 million and closed after its second week. Uh, and it grossed $3.5 million. A $44 million budget, $3.5 million. Jesus. Time Magazine put it on their 100 worst ideas of the 20th century. <laughs> 20th century, well. Yeah. Uh, which uh, is... I want to point out that this says... Like, eugenics, Heaven's yeah, Gate. Yeah, it does say, 1999, <laughs> Time placed the film on a list of 100 worst ideas of the 20th. That doesn't say worst film ideas, just worst <laughs> ideas. Like, yeah. Jimmy Carter. No, I'm just <laughs> Jimmy Carter. Billy I, Beer. I, I don't really know anything about his presidency other than the one term, but he kind of seems like Canada, where it's just an easy target. You just yeah. you want to just throw that name out there. People will instantly laugh. In 2008, The Guardian said it was, as of 2008, the worst movie ever made. Yeah, I would definitely, I, I 100% agree with that. I mean, you know, The Scorpion King was never going to be yeah. good. Here's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like some of these bad movies, they're not going out of their way to make a bad movie. Yeah. Like, or, or, or like, they, or they kind of are in some yeah. ways. Like, they're going out to make a schlocky movie. Yeah. The Scorpion King was always designed to be a schlock. Yeah. It's always designed to be a little campy yeah. and a little silly. Yeah. Uh, and a little adventure movie. It's a bad movie, but no harm, no foul. It cost yeah. the studio a bunch of money to make this silly thing yeah. that to some kids will be fondly remembered or something. Yeah. And like, and that kind of stuff. Like, some, like, they are, were trying to make a good movie. Yeah. They were tr- <laughs> well, Chimino was trying to make a good movie, I too. I don't even know if <laughs> He just has no taste, no instincts, yeah, but, nothing. I mean, I like, think, but I think the problem with this one is like he took advantage of everyone. Yes, that's the thing. Like that's every, what made me mad. Every single, every step along the way, Chimino took advantage of the entire system. Yeah, he took advantage of the fact where the Hollywood system, because we're in the quote end quote new Hollywood system. Yes, which where, is where the best Hollywood, system. which is the best Hollywood system, which is where directors are in control of their projects. Yeah. They are the artists behind you their get, art, you get and all the best movies. Yeah, and, and nobody's going to question them. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they're, they're, you know, there's obviously stories in them questioning. But they, they question them least. Yeah. <laughs> the least amount. Yeah, they're, they're, they sort of leave it to the directors, unless there's something, you know, there's, there's you know, certain there's instances, trust. franchise films and stuff. Yeah. Sort of there, there was a trust. There was a trust there. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, like with Star Wars, Alan Ladd was like, yeah. I don't know what you're doing, George Lucas, but I know you're a genius, so do what you do. Yeah, Chimino took advantage of all that. He took advantage of that trust because he made a huge hit for the studio. Yeah. He took advantage of the United Artists by taking their money and keep spending their money and lying to them across every step of the way. Yeah, with he, work going on his land to pay them, if that's true. And, yeah. And paying for cocaine, if that's true. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say yeah. that they are true. I, I mean, it's the 80s. It's 1980. It's, I, I hate uh, him so much that I'm going to believe every piece of dirt I hear about him. Uh, you know, he took advantage of the actors, you know, abusive and shitty and you know uh controlling and a raving madman yeah. he took advantage of you know kind of everyone in the everyone in production he took advantage of innocent animals i mean it, it is well known it's not it's not lies like <laughs> like the reason why we have that no animals were harmed during the production of this film now is because of this movie they killed at least four horses and had a real cockfight. In the yeah. And like he thought his art was so important. Yeah. Things could it's, die for it's it. not rumor. He blew up a horse with dynamite in the final battle scene. 
um, they they would they would kill the horses to use the entrails and blood for the effects instead of using prop blood. They decided to use and prop entrails. They decided to use real horse entrails and prop. It's absolutely disgusting for the, you know for the sake of his quote end quote art. Um, like if this movie was good, I might have let that slide. So. Yeah, I mean it's I mean because like you know Apocalypse Now yeah. has a real slaughtered animal in it now. To be fair, it really was filming something that uh, that yeah, those Cambodia. people those people were doing. That yeah. was something that they did. It was part of their thing. There was no you didn't have to film that. You didn't tell them to do it first. Yeah, you didn't tell them to. Yeah, you also didn't have to have that in there. No, but he thought it was cool. It's cool. So, it's, it has a lot. It's yeah, cool. Yeah. So and it's there. And I remember, I told my dad that that's like you know they actually did slaughter that cow in there and it bummed him out and it sort of ruined the movie for him. <laughs> my friend watched it. Um, we watched it. and He was like. After he was like, I told him the story, and he was like, I was gonna say, how did they do that? <laughs> yeah. uh, but but like you know, at least yeah, that was something that was already gonna happen. Yeah, and that was something that is culturally what they were doing. Like, and this this is just him doing it for the sake of doing it because he had a devil may care attitude towards, <laughs> attitude towards making a movie, and you know, this is a man who virtually single handedly destroyed <laughs> the new Hollywood system because of his ego, because of his ego, and because of his sort of. Uh, yeah, just, tyrannical. Yeah, his his grip on for somebody who didn't earn it. No, no. Which no, is no. the craziest thing. Like yeah. he had one hit movie and like a semi hit with Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Yeah. But he had one massive hit movie and they gave him this blank check to run roughshod over the industry and absolutely destroyed everything for everyone. It's the most insane thing, and and I, I like that's what makes me the most angry. Yeah. After all is said and done about this movie, yeah, is. Even um, now, it follows. I liked yeah. a lot because it was really cool. And so that guy's next movie was Under the Silver Lakes. Yeah. And I was really excited because I was like, "What's this guy gonna do next?" And that movie's a mess, but he was trying. You can tell yeah. in that movie that he was honestly trying to make a really good movie. He just kind of bit up more than he can chew. Just for an example of a director who's you know kind of in the same situation or whatever gets yeah. to make their follow up to their their hit or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, it just. He was trying. He was just a little overambitious. So, yeah, and so, like, after all said and done, like, United Artists was in a bad place. They weren't, like, uh, I mean, we're, we're looking at uh, a studio that were still making a shit ton of money mm-hmm. based on a lot of other stuff because they were responsible, you know, they were making money from Rocky still. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, the James Bond franchise was United Artists because uh, it's like, because, you know. That the sure hit. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, public image was taken a, a huge hit because of sort of what they allowed to have happen with this it's incredible what this movie did it's incredible just this one singular movie that was a nightmare from start to finish absolutely you know a 44 million dollar movie that makes less than four million dollars doesn't, doesn't even like not doesn't even not even uh, approaching half of its budget back. No. and i even i bet you even contemporarily no. i can't imagine this movie's making like on home video because it didn't really, never really had much of a home video release, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the Criterion Collection is so specialized yeah. that you know at least when like a, a a movie is a tank that sort of comes back later, yeah. Sometimes you know it, it, it's because like well it's yeah, just they get natural releases, yeah, and stuff. or or like you know home video releases, you know it's kind of an low area low low entry barrier yeah. for some of that stuff even like a spinal tap which i watched yeah. after this and it renewed my faith in not only movies but humanity yeah <laughs> like that wasn't an initial hit but you know 
everybody's seen Smile. A lot of people seen Smile Tap, and yeah. it did very well on home video and yeah. stuff. And you know, yeah. I'm sure it's made its money back. And not only because that movie probably didn't cost much, but but you know, movies do make their money back on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, or you know, yeah, every fucking format and the cable and everything. It's and then this movie played on cable, and that was the first time the quote unquote director. Maybe not the first, but I know they played yeah, yeah, the yeah. director's cut. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know why, but my friend, I told him I was going to watch this movie because it was the day before. Yeah. And he's like, oh, God, fuck that movie. He's like, I started that movie at like 11. It was like 3 in the morning when I was yeah. done. He's like, I just stayed up watching that movie. Yeah, and, and you know, in 1980, United Artists had three other flops, but nowhere near as significant. Like, yeah. nobody gives a shit that, like, uh, Cruising failed. <laughs> oh, yeah. That Al Pacino. William uh, Friedman. Friedman movie, yeah. Um, well, it's, uh, fu- it's funny, too, because most movies don't make their money back. It's yeah. that one hit that makes it back from the whole studio. Yeah, yeah. so so United <laughs> Artists. a couple hits or yeah. whatever, and that's usually how it goes. Yeah. I do want to see Cruise, and I, I don't know, William Friedkin, uh, you know, Exorcist and French Connection are fantastic, but after that, he hasn't really made a whole lot of good stuff, and this was kind of in his um, prime, I guess, but yeah. they did just come out with a new version of the director's cut, and of course it's on Blue Arrow or something, so it's kind of expensive. And I'm like, I'll just wait till that comes to, to Netflix or whatever. Not like it ever will, but yeah. I just wanted to plug Netflix again. <laughs> um, and, like, this the, movie... The greatest, greatest streaming service of all time. <laughs> uh, but, uh, keep in mind, Heaven's Gate, a terrible movie, isn't on Netflix, it is on Prime. Oh, uh, that's true, so, it is on Prime, yeah. So, you know, just You saying. told me it was on Netflix when we started. No, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you conned me into this. Oh, speaking of which, I wanted to bring this up, in case anybody ever listens, but, uh, you know how we brought up Fear.com last time? Mm-hmm. That's on Amazon right now. <laughs> it's on Prime. I was like, Fear.com! I'm like, not only did I never think I would hear about the movie again, but now I have the opportunity to watch it for free. I, I'm not going to. It, I, I am a Maybe s- I will. <laughs> I... I'm such a sucker for bad horror. I'll watch any of it. Uh, any horror in general. I don't like I, – I sort of draw the line at the ones that are just sort of like gore porn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Or, or like that stuff. Like I, I definitely saw Human Centipede 1, but I didn't go back to the, to the other two. ones after the fact because like I got what – I I, I – I understand now, and I, I I just read about the other two, and I'm like, okay, I'm glad I didn't see this. No, um, I read about the first one. And I was like, what's that title? Is there any way this could be good? And then I was reading about it, and I was like, okay, it's yeah, it's a, it's it's a sound concept. I'll give them that. It's like a mad germ, like <laughs> you know, mad Nazi scientist basically <laughs> stitching people together. It's a sound horror concept, but it, yeah. it's a one note pony that they. Sh- drug out because i think like the third one is like they've made a movie yeah it's somebody's copying yeah it's it's it's, yeah it's like a serial killer like copying the movie yeah and like the second one is like they use it as like capital punishment (laughs) it's like in a prison or something Uh, i would uh, i would much rather watch human centipede one than this (laughs) i would much rather this movie also basically killed western movies Oh yeah, and there weren't really any at that time, were there? There, there was some. Uh, There's always some. Yeah. Like, they always point to movies like, oh, this kind of made a little Western revival, but then yeah. they always look, and there's always a Western coming, yeah, whether I, it's big or not. There's I, I always some. After this movie, I think there was like Pale Rider came out. Silverado, maybe. I think that was later eighty. I think it was like eighty. Yeah, but like after this movie. I oh, I got you. And then and then you had like the '90s where it's sort of like, eh, 
Yeah, there's Tombstone, Tombstone and some other. Yeah. I think there's uh, you know White Earp. White Earp, same time. Unforgiven. Oh yeah. Um, I guess Dance of Wolves technically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you never really think Dance of Wolves is a Western film, no, but at the same time, like, yeah, I guess it is a Western it, film. It, it's pretty, pretty, um, black yeah. criteria. Like, even that show, Longmire, that yeah. I'm watching right now, it's yeah. like neo Western, like, he's a cop and he's got a cowboy hat on, but yeah. it's not what I would think of as a Western. Yeah. <laughs> Besides the fact that they're, you know, in Wyoming. Yeah. But yeah, people can throw that Western term out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Dance of Wolves are on the frontier. There's Indians. He's. Got a six shooter. All the versions of this movie released in Suck. the UK. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, but the ones that are released in UK have the an- the stuff where animals were treated poorly cut out of it. Oh, cool. Because there, t- there were times when you see a horse tripping in this movie. Yes. That know, horse is a- fucking tripping. See, I wouldn't have thought like, that unless you brought it yeah. up, you know? Because you see him fall all the time. Yeah, horses and, and fall they, all the time. And they can do crazy stuff with yeah. horse training. Yeah. But it was the dude with the thing who watches the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know his name. But, um, yeah, it falls. And I saw the horse. I'm like, fuck, that was kind of a fall. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah. They there killed times, horses in this movie. Yeah, there are times to the end where you see them, like, they're attached to the wagon and they, like, intentionally trip them up to, like, fall over and stuff. Oh, they and, like, mud. and you're just like, there's... That that, ho- that horse is definitely hurt. And they're whipping him. Yeah, and the wagon is still, like, attached to them and stuff. And it's just like, it's it's a nightmare to watch. Like, it's just pure cruelty to yeah. every horse in this film. And I feel so yeah. bad every time. Poor horses. Yeah, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't do anything to deserve this. <laughs> this is what happens when you trust Michael Cimino. Yeah. I hope he had a terrible, terrible life. Unfortunately, he still made movies after this. Not many, and most no, of the time he, he was did. like, most of the time it was like co-writing most of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, and uh, Year of the Dragon came out after this, which is a good movie. Yeah, it's like five bummer. years later. Yeah. Okay, so here are the versions of the film. You got the work work print version, which was three hundred and twenty five minutes. Uh, nope, that was ne- that's never been formally released. For thank was God, that, was that? Wait, oh, so he even wanted that shortened a bit. No, work, well, yeah, because he said it was going to be 15 minutes short. Yeah, because the work print is just everything in the script of the movie. Yeah, so that was the print just for the studio executives. Yeah. Because, uh, like, hey look, hey, look how good I am. Yeah. There was a, hey, look how good I look. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the only time you ever, uh, work print versions have only ever been, like, officially released, only, like, a couple of times. Blade like, Runner's Blade like, Runner. And I know there's another one that I can't, that's, on, that's in there that I can't. I know remember. Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. I know that there's like, I don't know, yeah. like the TMC preview version or yeah. something. There's like two versions of it. And I don't remember which one I watched. But. Uh, the initial premiere release is 219 minutes. Uh, it, it was released in November of 1980 and aborted after one week. <laughs> uh, shown on Z Channel Cable in 1982 as the director's cut. Uh-huh. And released on VHS and Laserdisc by MGM as the legendary uncut version. Uh, like and, there's, and like it, there's a good version of it. Yeah, like I, it's Once Upon a Time in America yeah, or something. I, I, I do like calling it the legendary uncut because it's not lying. That's this movie true, is yeah, legendary. Yeah. The infamous director's yeah. cut. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, this is the unscrupulous director's cut. The director's <laughs> second edit came out in <laughs> April of 81. It's 149 minutes. So, you know, like I said, it's it's over an hour less. Of movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that had that was its right. It was it was that was that's never been released in the United States. Mm. It was released in France and the Netherlands. That was our gift to France. Like, fuck you, France. Watch this movie. You have the radical cut, which was came <laughs> out in two thousand and five for a special screening. It was reassembled by MG- MGM. 
Uh, so like, God damn it, we're going to make money off of this movie. <laughs> so help me God, we're going to make something off of this movie. <laughs> that one's 219 minutes. Uh-huh. And then you have the digitally restored director's cut, which is 216 minutes. That was came out in 2012 for the Venice Film Festival. And uh, it's based on the initial release with an intermission removed and just shortened. Mm-hmm. Just so. think, if Michael Cimino had another path, he could have been the Tommy Wiseau of the yeah. 70s. I do like, uh, notwithstanding the 325-minute work print cut shown to executives in June of 1980, Chimino had rushed through post-production and editing in order to meet his contractual requirements to United Artists to qualify for the 1980 Academy Awards. The version screened at November 1980 premiere ran for three hours and 39 minutes. Jeff Bridges joked that Chimino had worked on the film so close to the premiere that the print screen was still wet from the lab. Yeah. So it's it's so think about like yeah you could tell that you sort of like sped your way through this because you kind of <laughs> yeah it, it apparently sucks. there's more footage filmed for this than there was for Apocalypse Now because oh know, yeah because because yeah you know how much it was like a million feet or something for, I don't remember that was like the joke it's a million feet of footage this one is one point three million feet of footage God. um this Apocalypse Now is awesome yeah at least <laughs> Apocalypse Now is a great movie. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't imagine watching this on Laserdisc. Could you imagine watching this on Laserdisc? Yeah, How many that over is that? I don't know. It's like four discs? <laughs> See, it's a half an hour on each side. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess, I guess three, four. Yeah. Yeah, I guess four, four yeah. Just flipping it over. Yeah. I guess there'd be plenty of places to stop since something fucking happens. Yeah. Okay, here's the 149-minute cut. Ready? Here's yeah. the cut scenes. Okay. Irvine's speech at the Harvard graduation. <laughs> yep, cut that shit out of there. The co-ed circle dancing immediately following the graduation yep, is gone. Yep, cut that out of there. Uh, Avril beating up the brute enforcer. Uh, that's so- shortly after he gets to town, and he, he's like, uh, "Oh yeah, yeah." Because yeah, yeah. like the guy who's beating up the people in front of the, his wife and kids. Yeah. We cut that scene. Cut that. Uh, Avril passing the beaten man's widow in the carriage, asking her how she's doing. Oh yeah, yeah. That's gone. Yeah. Uh, the spitting fight between the two immigrant landowners in the cockfight. So they have the two guys that. yelling at each other after the cockfight and yeah. they're spitting at one another. And stuff. I got that. You, you just yeah. cut the whole movie. Yeah. The roller, ska- the roller skating scene is gone. Oh, good. Good. Uh, that was unbearable. Yes. And I made a joke before you got to that, and then you sent me a text message. Oh, my God, the roller skating. <laughs> I was like, maybe he's just exaggerating. You were not. No, I was not. Because I think I said, it's like, oh, yeah. It's like, because I think the joke was, it's like, yeah, it's funny because, like, it's all shot beautifully, but, like, why do I care how a scene oh, looks yeah. when it's 25 minutes of people roller skating? I thought you meant the dancing. <laughs> yeah. And then you come in, like, it was literally like 10 minutes you can, later. You could chart, like, yeah. where I was in the movie with texting you. Yeah. And then, like, 10 minutes later, you're like, oh my god, they're roller skating. And it is about a, it's about 15 minutes in. Oh, fuck. Uh, so that's. I, I remember I texted you after about 40 minutes and I said, is the prize for getting yeah. to the end of this movie that you actually get through Heaven's Gate? Yeah. Uh, there's a shot of female. You go through the Im- there's a shot of female immigrants carrying up a load up a hill. Like it's just a scene that's in there. It's just a beautiful, you know, you know, landscape scene. But again, it's like you know, like everything in this movie. It's like this is like six minutes and nothing. Yeah. Uh, champion almost shooting the stock grower that insults Ella. Uh, yeah. I, I think I was pretty yeah. mentally unplugged by this point. 
the, the scene where Ella first leaves Champion to return to Avril. The introductory part of the scene where Avril reads the names of the death list. Oh, the fuck. edited version starts with John Bridges firing the gun in the air to restore order. So, so that's so. Remember that. So that scene starts with him reading the list. Nobody's listening. He fires the gun, and then that's. Avril weeping to Bridges that he hates getting old while looking at the old photo of himself and his girlfriend. (laughs) The immigrants being informed that Avril quit his post and Watson warning them to get the stock growers, warning them that the stock growers have arrived. The last five growers have arrived. Yeah. The last five or so minutes of the second battle scene, including the footage of the character crushed under the wagon and the woman killing him in mercy. That's cut. Oh yeah, I was like, is this real? Did actually, did Shimino actually put somebody under a wagon? Probably. <laughs> I could just see it's like, yeah, some guy who has like some sort of like, like you got gangrene. Okay, we're gonna really crush your legs. You're gonna get rid of them anyways, right? So let's do this. You got gangrene working on this movie because that's <laughs> such a terrible human being. Yeah, the woman killing herself after the battle. Yeah, and, yeah, that's cut. And the reference to the woman on the boat is cut too. Uh. So that. <laughs> the whole epilogue and then there's like the little action scene after the big action scene yeah like all the action scenes are just like wedged at the last like yeah. hour or like 45 minutes and they're all just kind of nothing uh here's your here's it there's a section for accolades <laughs> this movie received some accolades it was nominated at the Academy Awards for Best Art Direction and Set Decoration. That's fair. But you'd think, considering everything else, they wouldn't yeah. even well, I am going the to, idea. I am going to look and see what else is nominated in that thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, at the 1981 Cannes Film Festival, uh, it was in competition for the Palme d'Or, but obviously. That would be funny. Like, accolades is not a complete waste of time. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it, it, it was nominated... Just everywhere at the second annual Golden Raspberry Awards for Worst Director, Worst Picture, Worst Screenplay, Worst Musical Score, and Worst Actor. I think the Worst Musical Score is a little unfair. Yeah, and actor. They're all good actors. Chris Christopherson did a great job yeah. for what he had to work with. Yeah, no, no, he did, he did good. Like I said, you can edit this movie to be good. You just cut out Let's see. most of it. Let's look at the Academy Awards that this would have been nominated at. The 54th annual Academy Awards were 1982. That's crazy, the thing. This movie came out in the end of 1980, but then it had its re-release in 81. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. So, uh, let's see what Best Picture was, shall we? Because I, I, I thought it came out in 81, but then you have your internet machine right there. Yeah. And which you, so the original you version came out in 1980, but was out of the theaters within within two weeks, it was gone. Yeah, okay. And yeah. so then it's the, quote, uh, the fixed version came out. That's, <laughs> with the scenes that they cut out, I'm like, does sound like a better movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like if you had a hooker dressed in like fishnets and yeah. you know cleavage, and you put her in nice clothes, and she's still a hooker. <laughs> no matter what you do, she's still a fucking whore, just like this movie. Uh, Chariots of Fire won Best Picture. <laughs> I've still never seen that. Um, the other nominated movies were Atlantic City on Golden Pond, which is a movie I did. Oh, I haven't seen that. I feel like Chariots of Fire. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So it's a theme song and then running on the beach in slow motion. But it seems like it's one of those movies that you would love then, but not now. I don't know. Like, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, there we go. And Reds. Uh, Best Director was... Reds, another big movie. Yeah. A long movie. Yeah. Uh, Best Director was Warren Beatty for Reds. And that's on Amazon right now, too. Yeah. And I was like, you know what's that? Best doesn't... Actor was Henry Fonda for On Golden Pond. And Catherine Hepburn for On Golden Pond. Best Actress. Uh, Best Supporting Actor, John... 
I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, he was uh, Gilgood. Gilgood. Gil, yeah, I don't know. He, he, he was Hobson in Arthur. Um, Arthur. Yeah. Oh, the Arthur. I, yeah. I was thinking uh, Arthur, Arthur with him. Pacino. Yeah. Arthur. Arthur. Marine Stapleton for Reds. Reds really cleaning it up here. Yeah, yeah, right. Best screenplay was Chariots of Fire. Best screenplay, adapted screenplay, was on Golden Pond. Uh, best documentary, don't care. Yeah, best animated <laughs> short, don't care. Best original score, Sherry, it's a fire. Yeah, was that? What's best story? sound, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. It's like, who did? Fire was Ben Gellis or something? Yeah. They said his name? I don't he did Blade Runner? Yeah. Best costume design. I'm trying to find the best art direction, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, there you go. Best art direction. Nominees for Raiders of the Lost Ark, The French Lieutenant's Woman, Heaven's Gate, Ragtime, and Reds. Like, <laughs> I wonder if at the Academy Awards, uh, whoever the hell hosted, just shit on Heaven's Gate a lot. Uh, who did host? Did it say who was hosting? I'm going to guess oh, Billy Crystal. No. No, he was later. This is Johnny Carson, baby. Was it? Yeah. Oh, we all love Johnny. <laughs> just in the worst picture we have out there is... Heaven's Gate. Has anyone seen this movie? No. I clearly. Want <laughs> I want to think so. Oh, he do a Karnak on that one? Yeah. He's like, biggest disaster of 1981. He's, he's like, biggest disaster of 81. Looks at him all annoyed, and he's like, Heaven's Gate. Actually, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do that. That's not Carson material. That was on the fly. Yeah. Next time we'll come to Most, <laughs> Most awards that year was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Was it really? Yep. Won five awards that year. <laughs> That's funny. Just all the technical ones. Yeah. I, I, I guess not every year one movie cleans up. Just that happens sometimes. But yeah. So, Every yeah. once in a while you get a Ten Commandments or a Titanic or something. So, yeah. You look at uh, Chimino. That was 1980. 1981, he co-wrote uh, The Dogs of War. It's like he was – then he was in rehab. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, because like I said, he co-wrote Dogs of War, which is a Forsyth film. Uh, it's a war film based on a book by Forsythe. <laughs> uh, directed by John Irvin, which I think he did Hamburger Hill? Oh, uh, no, that's Sam Fuller. Oh, no, no, no. That's the big red one. Yeah. You could be right. That's it. Yeah, Hamburger Hill. Um, and apparently Ghost Story. Um, starring Christopher Walken and Tom Berenger. <laughs> it's great. It has a absolutely fantastic poster. I'm going to show you the poster right now. Oh yeah, look at that. That's Crystal. the uh, that's like the tear gas gun that uh, yeah. Terminator has in T2. Yeah, cry havoc and let slip the dogs of war. <laughs> I love some taglines even to movies that are yeah. like really good, but like you forget about the tagline because it's on the yeah. poster and it's like cheesy as fuck. Yeah, Year of the Dragon. Uh, he was director and co-screenwriter with Oliver Stone. Yeah. Uh, the Sicilian, he was director and co-producer. I don't know what the Sicilian is. It's got Lambert in it. Yeah, Lambert. Somebody, and Terrence Stamp. Oh, Chancellor Vorm. He directed Desperate Hours, which I remember that movie, but I never saw it. I love those titles that could just work for any movie. Yeah. Like uh, the one with Michael Keaton, Extreme uh, Measures. Desperate Hours is a 1990, yeah, 1990 American neo-noir suspense action thriller film. That's a, that's, that's a lot of things that this movie is, and I'm assuming it's none. It's none of those. And guess who stars in it? Uh, Chris Opperson? Mickey Rourke. Ah, the one and only. Well, yeah, he was also near the dragon. Yeah. Mickey Rourke, Anthony Hopkins. Maybe, maybe Mickey Rourke is the only person that could stand Chimino. He's like, hey, Mike, you want to go uh, do some coke? <laughs> 
like, well, I don't mind if I do. Uh, so, yeah. He's injecting cocaine into his system. His his last movie was Sun Chaser. Came out like in 1996. Uh, starring Woody Harrelson and, and, and Bancraft. Yeah. Uh, in, Holly, in Hollywood's been I, I guess place. 2007, no translation needed, but I have no idea what that movie is. And there's no Wikipedia for it. So and the world was a better place upon his passing. Yeah, he, he died in... Uh, uh, 2016. Uh, no cause of death has been di- disclosed to the public. I think what I saw was heart failure, which yeah. you know, I guess that's what we all die of, unless your yeah. head's chopped off. Yeah, <laughs> even then, your heart stops at some point. <laughs> Conflicting stories on background. That's cool. So he's yeah. got like a Tommy Wiseau thing I told going you, on. He was like, he was the successful Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Just I, imagine if he was also an actor. Like, how yeah. big would his ego have been? Because like for Tommy in the room. It was like he wouldn't want to cut stuff because he thought he looked really good or because he had friends in the scene. Uh, film film director and screenwriter Quentin Tarantino has expressed great admiration and praise for Chimino's Deer Hunter, especially with regards to the POW Russian roulette sequence. Yeah, no shit. That's like that's the only thing people know about that movie. Oh, yeah, like. Yeah. like nobody actually saw the movie other yeah. than that and all of the – Oliver Stone who says, I have to admit, I liked working with Michael Chimino and I learned a lot from him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's like, I learned how much coke the human body can ingest in one hour. <laughs> uh, unrealized projects. I don't know. Oh, boy. That's got its own separate. Chimino's dream project was an adaption of The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. <laughs> All right, man. Chimino also wanted to do Atlas Shrugs. Boy, he was an Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand I don't Rand. trust anyone that is that in the Ayn Rand. <laughs> yeah. One of my friends got into Ayn Rand for a while. Uh, I, like, spent, I don't know if we can be friends. Chimino spent two and a half years working with James Toback on The Life and Dreams of Frank Costello. Uh, Frank Costello was a mafia boss. Oh, oh yeah. Our producer. The, the part of guy. Yeah. Uh, Chimino, Portrayed by Jack Nicholson. Chimino wrote a biography on Janis Joplin for what? 20th Century Fox. He did? Yeah. Well, like, none of this, this is unrealized oh, projects. I thought it was a book. <laughs> it was like, he's like, I fucking love Janis Joplin. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna write a biography about her. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 1984. He was offered the. <laughs> 1984. After being unable to finalize a deal with director Herbert Ross, Paramount Pictures offered the job of directing Footloose to Chimino. Whoa. I would have. Boy. <laughs> what would that have been? Just Kevin Bacon would have murdered him. This is like, and this is post Heaven's Gate. Yeah, it's weird. Like. When you're like in the union, you can always get a job like yeah. uh, Rennie Harlan or whatever. Yeah, like, he just makes shit after shit after yeah. shit, and he just still comes up with movies. Like, how is anybody letting this guy make anything? Uh, according to the screenwriter, Chimino was at the helm of Footloose for four months, making more and more extravagant demands in terms of set uh, construction, overall production. Yeah, in the pro- in the process, Chimino reimagined the film as a musical comedy inspired by the Grapes of Wrath. Paramount realized that it potentially had another Heaven's Gate on its hands. Yeah. Chimino was fired. <laughs> okay, they're like, let's uh, let's do, cut this loose before yeah. it. He was before gonna. Pulls us in. He was he was scheduled to work on the Pope of Greenwich Village, which again another Mickey Rourke uh, <laughs> picture. Uh, Mike, you want to get together and do some coke? 
Uh, after Rourke and Eric Roberts signed as the leads, Chimino wanted to finesse the screenplay with some rewriting and restructuring. Not a good sign. Uh, Mike, Mike, just do the script that we give please, you. Please, please, Mike, have you learned nothing? Yeah, like, Robert Town wrote this, don't touch it. Yeah, it's funny to see that, like, he Never didn't learn a single thing. He's a terrible human. Yeah, he just, like, like this movie destroyed him. Yeah. And, like, he's getting these opportunities is un- incapable of like working within the system. Yeah. Especially now. Especially since you destroyed the system. Yeah. You, now you have to work within it and you just can't. You can't bring no. yourself to do it. I understand that you don't want to have your art tampered with, but you 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 weren't making art anymore. No. Like well, a lot of people do that where they yeah. have a big bomb and then they just kind of make yeah. some studio movies for yeah. a bit and then they kind of get their clap back yeah. and stuff. Or get your groove or something. Yeah. Like, like Maybe you'll find that, uh, you know, deer hunter uh, part of you again where it's like you made this movie on significantly less budget than Heaven's Gate, but you ended up making a movie that people like wanted to see and sort of has had staying power. Well, even look at David Lynch in his first couple movies, and besides Eraserhead, do not reflect David Lynch. He was kind of becoming a studio director. And then he makes Blue Velvet, and then he becomes David Lynch. And it's kind of funny. Or even like John Carpenter, where he was like, did I want to make horror movies my whole life? No. He's like, I mean, you know, I'm not complaining about my career or anything, but it's like most people don't really get to do what they want, and this guy could just never... I'm looking, I'm looking at the... Uh, Footloose with uh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he wanted to make a an epic saga about the... Tw- uh, about Michael Collins, who was a Irish rebel from the twenties. Oh. oh, I will say this with Oliver Stone getting along with them. Oliver Stone's also friends with Fidel Castro. Yeah, so I do like Oliver Stone. He's a yeah. he's a smart guy. Dear Lord, even though smart. even though I don't agree with most of what he says, he's still a smart guy. <laughs> uh, what, what, uh, Chimino said, "Because Man's Fate is what is a movie called Man's Fate that he was working on." Um, Based on a 1933 novel, uh, the story was to be focused on several Europeans living in Shanghai during the tragic turmoil that characterized the onset of China's communist regiment. Uh, the $25 million project was to be filmed wholly on location in Shanghai and would have benefited from the support of China's government, who said it would provide some $2 million worth of local labor costs. Chimino had been scouting locations in China since 2001. There was never a better time to try to do Man's Fate, Chimino said, because Man's Fate is what it's all about right now. It's about the nature of love, of friendship, the nature – oh, God. Chimino needs to go to China where they don't have the human rights laws yeah. that we have to make yeah. these movies. Yeah, they'll give him all the horses to kill them. <laughs> Martha De Laurentiis, who uh, <laughs> who with her husband Dino helped produce Year of the Dragon and Desperate Hours with Chimino, yeah. read the read his script for Man's Fate and passed on it. If you edit it down, it would be very tight, beautiful, sensational movie, she said, but violent and ultimately a subject matter that I don't think America is that interested in. Also, they knew he's not cutting it down. No, and, and she and her husband, they knew what they were doing. Yes. <laughs> the De Laurentiis knew what was going on. And yeah. They, had their fingers on the pulse of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. They, they've made some good stuff. Uh, Chimino in 2001 published a novel called Big Jane. <laughs> it's a fiction? I, it's, it's a novel, so yes. No, I mean, it was a biography or whatever. They want to call it a novel. Ah, uh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, and apparently, uh, let's see. Later that year, the French Minister of Culture decorated him as Chevalier des Arts de Lorette, 
uh, and the Prix Littéraire de Val 2001, an award that was previously went to Norman Mailer and Gore Vidal. Uh, I'm the happiest I've ever been, he said in response. Chimino also wrote a book called Conversations and Mirror with Francesca Pollock in 2003. So he's got a couple of books under his belt, and then he hmm. died in 2016. With, Good. Uh, uh, he, Deer Hunter basically being... The only. It's fine. Deer Hunter's his biggest movie, but also you could argue that Heaven's Gate's his biggest movie yeah, yeah, yeah. based on the impact of everything. What came out in 1980? We're gonna we're gonna count 1980 as its release because uh, it's initial, yeah, because that that's is, the year it originally yeah, came out, yeah. and, and and we know what the biggest, highest grossing movie in 1980 was. We do. We've gone over We've this. We've gone over this. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Uh, we'll just if you listen to the Empire Strikes Back, you'll hear those. Empire Strikes Back, Nine to Five, Stir Crazy, Airplane, Any Which Way You Can, <laughs> Private Benjamin, Coal Miner's Daughter, Smoking the Bandit Two, The Blue Lagoon, and The Blues Brothers were the highest grossing yeah. films. I want to see the lowest, right? What the lowest grossing? Yeah, this was would have been yeah. I thought that's what you were going to say next. Yeah. I was trying to finish your sentence. Yeah. But I failed. Yes, you did. I, I pulled a Chimino and just completely fucked up your uh, sentence. Uh, 1980s when Hitchcock died, so. Oh, yeah. Good. To, I hope he. Let's see. When did he die? Uh, he died in April, so he never got to see this movie. Okay, Thank God. Good, good. I'm good, glad that good. he left this world before yeah. the film was ruined. <laughs> in Hitchcock's last moments, life was still good. Yeah. Life was still good. And the Hollywood system was still working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah something that he helped create. Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> although, uh, it'd be funny if in China they showed uh, Heaven's Gate, and China's like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Probably so, have him arrested. <laughs> what opened up around Heaven's Gate? We'll look at the November of 1980 releases. There you go. November 7th, a movie called The Boogeyman opened, uh, which is a uh, John Carradine ghost movie. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Directed by, uh, uh, oh, you weren't going to say something like that. <laughs> it, it would be pointless to say. It's like, no, nobody would know. Yeah, Uli Lamel, who's, he, he, he was basically one of those, he was an artiste more than it was a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, German actor, director. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that was actually had sequels too because it was called the boogeyman and i know there was a boogeyman too oh, yeah. and i feel like they keep trying to make those movies yeah uh, boogeyman's a good concept to keep uh, making movies on yeah. and it wasn't it's not great but the, that horror 1980 horror kind of horror doesn't have to be good to get sequels yeah exactly it make it's, uh, and, you know. and it doesn't have to be good to be watchable like yeah there's most horror isn't good but they're fun to watch especially during this time frame early 80s and the horror fans have yeah. very low standards yeah they just want good kills that's all i care maybe some boobies that's about it uh you got uh shogun assassin which is definitely one of those just one of those i think it's uh it's it's one of those things where uh america did this a lot where they took existing films and like mm. we're just gonna chop it up and make our own thing out of it uh, yeah. uh this one was a de- like they took like the first two lone wolf and cub movies uh-huh. and made shogun assassin out of it which uh, uh i love lone wolf and cub i have the first one i'm really at. well probably because i don't have the other ones <laughs> Uh, the, I don't want to start it if I can't finish. Uh, it's fan- oh, boy, it's huge too because like the omnibuses are like, uh, like two feet thick, and there's like twelve of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, because uh, it's like it went out started like a comic book from the seventies, and the movies are fantastic. Mm. I got the Criterion box set of those movies, and all so good. Uh, the concept of just this like disgraced 
you know, nobleman walking the countryside with his baby. Yeah. And the baby in the in the stroller is rigged with death traps. It's almost like the original Django in a sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> the coffin. Yeah, the coffin. Uh, the Idol Maker opened up in November of let's see, it's uh November fourteenth, which it's, it's got uh Joe Pantoliano in it and Ray Sharkey. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's. It's like a based on the life of a rock promoter and manager. Uh, one of those movies, you know, oh, yeah. directed by Taylor Hackford. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was that movie. Or music movies. Yeah. Uh, Raging Bull opened November 14th. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a little movie you may have heard of once or twice, directed by a relative unknown in the Hollywood <laughs> system, Mark Scorsese. <laughs> Starring uh, starring Joe Pesci with supporting actor Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. <laughs> Is this shit coming out? Uh, Faye Dunaway? No, 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 no. no. It's, um, oh, uh, what's her name? Oh, I forget her name now. In case I could go back. Kathy Moriarty. Oh, okay. There you go. Because I don't know who she is. Yeah. I know from that. Uh, so that was November 14th and November 9th. So November 14th, the Raging Bull opens. November 19th, Heaven's Gate opens. Ah, yes. Uh, November 21st, uh, Hooray for Betty Boop, which is uh, obviously a Fleischer animated film. Oh, uh, yeah. The Visitor. Is that the Italian one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to see that movie. I hear it's terrible. but uh, It's terrible, but it looks very boy, cool. is it cool to watch. It looks like it has some cool shots of it. Yeah. It was when I, um, I saw that one late night scanning through in our movie database and then I forgot the title <laughs> for about a year was trying to find it and I finally found yeah, it. Yeah, 79 sci-fi movie uh, based on a story by the Egypt-born Italian writer and producer Ovadio G. Asantis. It features the cast of John Huston, Shelley Winters, Mel Ferrer, Glenn Ford, Sam Peckinpah, Neil Bortz, Steve Summers, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> Sam Peckinpah, not an actor. He did act a bit though, but <laughs> Maybe that was when he was just so coked out of his mind yeah. and kind of directed a movie. A budget of $800,000. It's 99 minutes, and it is wild. So they are. It's, oh boy, it's got 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's just one of those things where... Well, you have to think of Rotten Tomatoes, the people who are... Oh, wait, does that take the critics, or is that people going on there? That's the, that's the critics. Okay. I was going to say, because, like, for an old movie, when for people to go back on it, they're going to go back on it to rate it if they either love it or hate it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not going to get, like, a it's more accurate when the movie's new or something. Yeah. I, I, I own that because they... It's it's on uh, riff tracks and they did a, they did a riff tracks thing of it so I have it in a way and also another one of those is a movie called The Apple and it is a uh, a <clears throat> their description a 1980 science fiction musical comedy film and it, it's kind of like Xanadu <laughs> in a sense it's Xanadu. it's this weird uh, future post-apocalyptic not really post-apocalyptic but like one of those like music is you know this oh kind of thing it's like a rock opera yeah it's futuristic 1994 an <laughs> evil label called boogalo international music uh like the death it, and it deals with conformity and like it, and it's all biblical it's very it's the apple because the two stars of it are supposed to be adam and eve ah, yes. but in this 1994 musical thing it is like and like the score is by George Clinton, <laughs> and it's one of those canon film group movies. So it's yeah. like it cost nothing to make, yeah, yeah. and it made nothing, but it's okay. It's yeah. terrible, but it is so fun to watch. It is it is it is 
the perfect kind of one of those bad good movies. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to it's become this sort of um uh I don't know, cult classic in a yeah. lot of ways. It became and it's become in recent years, it's becoming more and more like one of those um midnight movie kind of oh, things yeah. where it's like you know you're gonna go and you get get in costume uh, and, and go see it and sing along with it and do all that kind of nonsense yeah. it's, it's 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 a buck wild movie and if you can find it i think it's on prime i'm pretty sure i think a lot of those canon movies are on prime oh uh, yeah um that's that's a that's an episode on its own just to talk about the canon movie group because it's just like because they were all because they were like using the money to like buy coke coke and embezzle it and stuff like that's budgets were low but like they were getting more money than the budgets were for so they could just like keep them it's it's an insane thing but like but you know that's a bad movie that you can watch this is not no a bad movie heaven's gate is not a bad movie that you can watch by the time it's done you're done you're done yeah you're just i would bet most people don't make it to the end i I can't imagine even halfway through yeah, I, I, like I said, I've seen this twice. Uh, I'll never see it again. I'm, I own it because that's what I like. I like these kinds of stuff. For better or worse, this is one of those like important Hollywood films. I wish the movie had better sort of historical stuff on it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really like it's two discs. Yeah. But the second disc is like weird stuff. It's got like an interview with like a with Chimino set to like pictures and drawings and stuff, and it's mm. not great because Chimino's piece of shit and a liar and he's not going to be honest about the production of this film oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um so what good is talking to chimino when you don't have the other people telling the truth yeah which is what there's a book out that's pretty good uh i forget what it's called now hell's gate yeah <laughs> um but it's it's a it's it's a pretty good book uh because it, it, it's, it's fun to go through and read about the sort of like yeah how this broke hollywood like, cause almost immediately, by by nineteen eighty one, the system was completely different. Nobody was getting, especially young directors. Cause that was the thing when these guys yeah. were when these guys were getting their blank checks, they were all young yep. upstarts. Yep. Um, that stops. There's none. That, there's virtually none of that anymore. These guys have to. You have to earn it. Yeah, and even yeah. then, it, depending on what studio you're working with, you're not going to have that. No. Um, you're more likely to work independently and get a big budget, like sort of, uh, trying to like get the money from like investors and stuff. Yeah. And you are from a big studio you know you're, you're not gonna because and, and now there's only a handful of studios you know you're not gonna get anything from mgm because they don't really have that anymore no. going for them um, we, so sony like you get some stuff you know you know fox is gone at this point yeah. you know and they, they were the biggest risk takers too yeah it sounds like 20th century is still gonna do it's sort of it's it's gonna operate semi-independently from disney mm. uh disney has always been sort of because remember like this disney's always sort of been willing to do that like as long as it's not under their banner mm, they tend uh, to be really because i mean because remember miramax was done for years they worked with weinsteins for true, so yeah. long and, and some crazy movies that were definitely not disney movies but are technically disney movies yeah, that's true, yeah. came out during they, they've, they've always been okay with that um so the creativity side isn't necessarily gone but the budget's for young ups- i mean that's why it's kind of you know, if you want to be creatively uh, expressive, you're gonna to have to work with like A24 or yeah. um, Blumhouse. Something small. 
Yeah, yeah, Blumhouse, where you know you're not going to get a big budget, but you're going to be unrestrained. Yeah. Uh, you you know, and, and you know that Blumhouse does the thing where it's like you know everything's like a million dollar budget, but every once in a while they'll invest more mm. into a bigger thing to help them fund more. And A24, like you know certain things like Hereditary and Midsummer, whatever, would never see any other studio. Especially with Fox Searchlight sort of going on the way out and stuff, that stuff sort of disappears. Oh yeah. Um, you know, obviously Miramax is gone, and the Weinstein's aren't <laughs> never going to do anything ever again. I feel so bad for the brother because he wasn't yeah. doing the stuff, and now his name is just disgraced. Yeah. I mean, obviously he knew what was going on. Yeah, like yeah, he's his hands aren't clean of this no, in any way, no, shape, no, or form. No, no. Um, uh, he may have not did it, but he's just as guilty for a lot of the others for a lot of the stuff that happened. Totally, yeah. Kept your mouth shut. Yeah. Um, and who's say he did it? I don't know. Totally. Yeah. yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody's nobody's called him out that I'm aware of, but yeah. um, who knows? Uh, he, he, <laughs> take care of one first, and then we'll take care. But, one uh, one steam at a time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So yeah. This the, the the new Hollywood era is done for after this movie. Yeah. Uh, there's no everything else is a studio picture going forward. I mean, it's still that way to this day. Yeah. Um, so yeah really uh scorsese is the only guys out of that batch that's still making stuff consistently like yeah. the palm will show up with one every few and years and spielberg slowed down a lot yeah and he hasn't really been too good lately and, 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 well, and he doesn't go super creative like no he makes more big movies makes, that are really good and yeah every once in a while he'll do like uh super Ever ryan or schindler's list yeah. or uh, something that's more um, drama, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He mostly seems to focus on those sort of like reality-based stuff these days. Yeah. Like, that's sort of his passion at this point. He only makes those every handful of years. You know, Ready Player One was sort of like the outlier oh, of yeah. sort of modern thing. But like, yes, uh, you know, Scorsese, he's still, if he want, when he's ready to make a movie. He's, they, still, he's still Scorsese. <laughs> you know, when he's ready to make a movie, they know what they're going to get. So when they give him that blank check to make his movie, yep. they know what they're going to get yeah. out of it. And they're comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, you know, The Irishman's a great movie. It's also very long. Yeah. But, you know, it's almost too long. It feels a lot like this movie in a lot mm. of sense where it's like, okay, you're kind of just prattling a little <laughs> bit. But at least there's a lot more plot in The Irishman yes. than this movie for, by a long shot. And they and and they focus on the plot more. Yeah. This movie, Tevin's Gate doesn't focus on the plot ever, well, well, at any point. Even with The Irishman, kind of at the end, I'm like, I feel like they could have cut some stuff out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't tell you what that stuff is now, yeah. or even right after the movie. Yeah. Just kind of the feeling where, yeah. but with this, you're I mean, yeah, watching I mean, yeah, it and yeah, you're editing it yeah. as you're watching it. Yeah, like, yeah, with The Irishman, you're like, there is a tighter movie in here. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say what that would be, but, like, I feel like there's there's a different way of making it yeah which i, I like to do first but yeah the irish one's a good movie yeah it's it's yeah yeah um but like yeah but now everyone else is just sort of there like christopher nolan's probably the one guy where yeah, he, 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 uh, of the guy who's made a name for himself and nobody does shit to yeah no studio gets involved like no. this is a, like this is a man who fundamentally went out and made three batman movies that are barely f- Batman movies in a lot of instances, like yeah, I mean, yeah, he, 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 yeah, he he broke the he broke the trend of like Batman and significantly, movies. Um, and in between the Batman yeah. movies, made fucking great movies. Yeah. I, I remember with the Inception, you're like, this is what he's doing in between Batman movies. Yeah. Like, man, this so, guy's just on a roll. So yeah, and and you know, and and, and you you have Tenet that's. About to tentatively hit, coming up. Yeah, that is that is about to hit theaters. That you know. Oh, overseas. No, here. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
no here, but there's no theaters that we can go see it at. Uh, and you can't and you know, you can't go see it in Australia. Drive throughs <laughs> or drive ins. <laughs> yeah. Because he's made sure that you can because like only only Christopher Nolan can say no, you can't play it at a drive in and they're like, Alright. Yeah, which is awesome. Because there's there's nothing to stop them. No. If they wanted to play it at a drive in, they could. But you're just like, eh, it's Christopher Nolan. No, I respect that I'm into that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's the only guy that sort of has that in modern, because, like, Quentin Tarantino, I guess, but he doesn't really, he's never been expensive, no. so he's more script, yeah. he likes dialogue more than anything else in a movie, yeah. so, uh, he likes all of his characters to talk just like he does. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's like how Rob Zombie likes all of his characters to look like him, Quentin Tarantino wants all of the guys to talk like him, so... And have women be just absolutely bottom feeders of. The Do they? I haven't. I haven't seen a new one. It's like a Frank. A it's like a Frank Miller story. Women sort of exist to sort of just be the punching bag for a lot of the male cast. Like, <laughs> like Kill Bill is the only one where they ever treated women with any form of respect. And uh, any of I guess Jackie Brown. Yeah. Because that's a strong. Yeah. Female, but for the most part. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. New Hollywood's dead after this movie. Gone forever. Uh, never to be seen again. Hopefully for better. Yeah. Hopefully uh, one day. Yeah. Uh, I have but, a feeling we're kind of gearing up towards a crash that happened before these guys. Because yeah. like I remember Spielberg and uh, Lucas had a big like conference. I don't know. 2012 or something and they were talking about the big studio movie and how yeah. much money they cost and they're yeah. like if enough of these bomb at once yeah. Hollywood's gone yeah. I mean that's, that's what happened with United Artists yeah. they had four significant bombs in the same year but one yeah. of them being a massive bomb with bad publicity and that's it yeah. you know that the thing here's the thing with Disney it's never going to happen mm. they're never going to have that many bombs at once and it's not going to affect them in any way shape mm. or form yeah. this is a studio that survived worse uh, uh, like this is up until like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves made that studio money, and then kind of from there on out, they never made mm. any money that was made just went right back to the next movie. Yeah. And the movie like they they never had any money. It wasn't until Disneyland opened in the fifties that the studio was ever sort of flush with money mm. ever. And so uh, and once you know once once uh the 90s hit that's uh, when disney sort of takes off and they have their fingers in so many pies that yeah. even if uh, you know in the 2000s they put out some real horse shit but it's fine because they own so much a television is huge yeah. so you know they're making a ton of advertising dollars from that espn espn's <laughs> this massive thing you, you know you own pixar now Did they uh, have the spice channel for a while no uh <laughs> no, they, they. I think it was one of those things where they acquired something, uh, and it was like they. It's tricky because it was one of those things where it's like, no, we we own this production company that carries uh, the Spice Channel or Playboy Channel. It was the mm, Playboy Channel, I think. It's, because it's, they're gonna have sophisticated smut. It's not gonna be Spice Channel. Yeah, <laughs> that's just that's just gross. Yeah, it's um, just B level porn. Yeah. <laughs> Playboys, that's big leagues. Yeah, that's big leagues. It's, it's all, yeah. But, all, there's, uh, no, there's no sex on that. Yeah. It's all, yeah, it's all strip shit. But, yeah, so it's just one of those things where, uh, yeah, Disney, it's every it's every other studio that really has something to worry about. Yeah. It's, I'll be interested to see, because, yeah, you're bound for, you know, yeah. MGM, 
the fact that it's still around is sort of a minor miracle in a lot of ways. Because remember, like, when... After each Bond movie, they go bankrupt. Yeah, after every Bond movie, it's a studio that just kind of goes, <laughs> yeah, stomach up. Um, Without Bond, they would definitely be gone. Yeah, and it's like... And so much is, like, the stuff that's important to their history yeah. is virtually public domain at this point. Like, and if it's not, it's about to be. So it doesn't really, like, so what? Um, it's, like, universal. Like, if, like, they luckily still get to survive. But, like, think about what, what the backbone of Universal. Like, all of those Universal monster movies. Yeah. Like, those were all, like, yeah, old. super old. Like, if it wasn't for the fact that they sort of found their footing in, like, the 80s. Oh yeah. Like you know, who knows what universal like you know, with the between the theme parks and Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park and stuff <laughs> and, and, and like some Which is not stuff. a theme park. And it's got some attractions. <laughs> you said theme park but yeah. Jurassic Park so yeah. it's not like it was there. The theme park. I don't think anybody thinks Jurassic Park is actually a theme park, but yeah. I tried to watch Jurassic Park three because I I think I didn't have that much time. And it's like and it's like uh, eighty four minutes. Well, I was I was planning on watching the whole thing, and I'm like, why is this movie so fucking stupid? It's just dumb. It's not terrible. It's just yeah. dumb as hell. It moves really fast. Oh, yeah, totally. It's a it's a breezy ninety minutes. So I would say of everything that we've watched, this is significant. But nothing could ever be worse than this movie. Top Gun is way more enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have the double high five from Tom Cruise. So yeah. That, that's, even that moment is more exciting than the whole of Heaven's Gate. Yeah. So yeah, we'll never, we'll never, we're done with this one. We'll never see it again. I'll never see it again. And I'm yeah. Almost not even glad that I watched it. Yeah. No. <laughs> you got, I'm gonna just take it. It's made for. It. It's made for a fun conversation, and that's all. You got to do it for the content sometimes. <laughs> um, I was going to give you the chance to make the decision on the next film since I tortured you with this one knowing full well what I was going to go into. But, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I've just lent you another movie, so yeah. we'll see. I, if, I, if I don't like it, I'm not finishing No, you're finishing it. You have, you, if I lend you the movie, you have to finish This one's only 98 minutes. Again, yeah. Even if it's – this one at least is critically acclaimed. <laughs> yeah, whether yeah. that means you like it or not is yeah. irrelevant yeah. It, it, it'll just prove that you're wrong uh, but this one is at least significant in the opposite direction yes uh, so, half the length of Heaven's Gate yeah and half and, and, and like half the length of its remake uh, which I did try to watch yeah um, I saw okay so we're Suspiria. talking we're talking Come about the movie Suspiria, Suspiria the uh, uh Dario Argento, Argento uh, slasher film, I guess. I don't know what the... It's a giallo horror, but that doesn't mean anything to a lot of people who uh, aren't in the horror. Uh, giallo means yellow. Uh, yellow. Yellow. Um, we'll get, I'll get into why it's called that <laughs> when we actually talk about this movie. But, um, yeah, it's Suspirio, which is one of the most... It's, like, one of the most critically acclaimed, like, horror films of all time which is wild to me i mean i love this movie but it is more of a visual uh masterpiece than it is like a horror film it gets like luckily it's got some horror stuff going on and it's got some violence and it's got the final act is buck wild but (laughs) um for the most part like and you know obviously they amazon remade it very recently i saw that in theaters and it is if it weren't for the fact that it took place in a um, 
ballet studio, yeah. dance studio with witches. They're virtually uh, there's there's nothing that's the same about these two movies. Uh, the characters' names are the same. That's about, like uh, when I saw the the new one and it had like chapters. I'm like, is this ever been a good idea in a movie? Have chapters like it's always the biggest. Not only did I not only did I see the new one in theaters, I saw it at the local independent theater, and it was like one of those midnight showings. Oh god! So that movie is long, and by the time like I like it more than you do, but I still realize like it's compared to Suspiria proper, uh, it's it's like it's less than garbage. Yeah. Uh, but like even at the end of that, I was like dozing off. Like <laughs> it's like it is two thirty in the morning now, yeah, yeah. and this and I just watched uh, gallons of blood paint this basement. Uh, they were like disemboweling each other. And stuff. <laughs> it was, you didn't make it to the part to the no. end of that movie. The end of that movie is utter madness. Uh, so at least it was something, and it's it's weird to have. Um, a female actress playing a man. Oh yeah, who's uh, well known, so yeah. you know it's a girl. Yeah, it wasn't until like, like it wasn't because again, I saw it at night. It wasn't until like after the movie, and I was like, wait a minute, was the German dude? <laughs> well, because I knew it, and I'm like, yeah. is, she, is it supposed to be the same person? Like, yeah. I know this. I mean, I can, I know yeah. what she is. Yeah, she plays like three roles in the movie too. Yeah, it's been very confusing. Yeah, so but. This doesn't have any of that, so that's good. But yeah, I forget what year Suspiria came out. Seventy six. Since I have the Thing box right, right here, seventy seven. Seventy seven. I was close. Same year as Star Wars. Same year as Star Wars. It's a, Dario Argento turns is is one of the most beloved sort of yeah. like gore masters of Italian horror. <laughs> um, we could go. I could go on and on about Italian horror, but we're not going to because we need to stop not yet. this. Not movie. yet. Not yet. I have to go through. So it's, it's it's bathroom break time. We'll never talk about Heaven's Gate. We'll probably never even bring up this movie again. It'll not. probably not, it'll be one of those things where it's like, all right, it ties into nothing else we've talked about from here on out. If, Unless if, we get to like Tombstone, like now this is in the Western movies. If if, uh, if um, Heaven's Gate was a person, I would give it the same speech that Mr. Wilson gives Dennis the Menace in the '90s Dennis the Menace movie. So I don't want to hear you. I don't want to see you. I don't want to know you. <laughs> And with that, I think it's the perfect stopping point. It's a terrible thing to say to a kid. To a kid, and but the right thing to say to a Michael Cimino movie. <laughs>